yeah! Welcome, everybody. <laughs> we are finally back, Funky Phil. Yeah. We are back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. It feels like it's been too long. It has been too long. We took a little bit of a break because we needed one, people. Yeah. It's been a dog's age. <laughs> it's been a dog's age. We are back in the Beat Locker, Pimp City, mm. beautiful Oceanside, California. <sighs> gotta say I'm happy to be here, Phil. Me too. I gotta say it. I missed it. Yeah. Beat Locker is kind of rearranged. Yeah. You know? You have a snare drum rack. I got a snare drum rack. Some funky looking snares. You got the, the sickest Ludwig snare drum ever made it's the best the best one ever according to an old guy it's the best drum you can buy best drum money can buy it's one of those one of the rare ones where a badge is like a flimsy looking glued on yeah Yeah, glued on made in taiwan so you know it's it's got to be the best (laughs) ludwig accent yeah um there's a story behind it. You know what, though, guys? If you want to see that, you want to know what that story is, then just go watch my video because I did a snare drum video um, telling you all about all of my snares. So, and what? I, then I built that rack. Where's your I, snare drum video? It's on YouTube. Dang. I'm going to probably post it on IGTV, too. Cause, Sweet. Uh, but it's like 13 minutes long, so... I don't know. That's that's pretty long. Yeah. All to talk about Ludwig accent. No, I don't review that stupid snare. Oh, you don't. <laughs> I just talk about all my snares. Okay. And what they are and all. You that got jazz. it. Yeah. Seriously though, you, everyone, you've got to see this super weird <laughs> drum that has a different. What's the top is thirteen and the bottom is fourteen. Oh yeah, volcano snare battlefield. It's, it is one of the weirdest looking snares that I've ever seen. Dope. It sounds. It sounds good. I don't care what you think about that funny snare, man. That thing is dope. I've I've never played it, so I can't I can't judge, I can't yeah. judge its its sound. I'm it's just like, saying, just from looking at it, it's pretty crazy looking. It's like 35 ply or something, 40 ply on the bottom. That's a lot of wood. And then like 10 ply on the top, and it's a 13 inch on the top and 14 inch on the bottom. Yeah. How do they decide? I guess they need a lot of plies to to make it wider on the bottom. Yeah, they should have done it like they should do one like that, and they should do one reverse, where it's 13 on the bottom and 14 on the top. Because then you could get good like side stick in action and more brushwork. Yeah, more of a surface. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got that whole that Swiss cheese one from Spawn. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the worst snare ever, dude. <laughs> that I'm telling you, you want to hear the worst sounding snare of your life? Play that one. It's terrible, dude. It's terrible. It's probably pretty similar to that. Um, those flat drums that don't have a shell. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's. It is so bad, and it's like if you crank down the the um, if you crank down the snares, like your your throw off, it gets all weird where you can't really do doubles on it. It sound it's it's so it's so weird. The rebound is so weird on that. Snare, oh yeah, because it's just like got a ton of holes in it, so yeah. that, that there's no like air pressure right inside. So you, so you have to play it kind of loose, and it, it's like so bizarre. It's a, it's the worst sounding drum. It's so hard to tune. Mm. it's terrible but it's um, a good conversation piece yeah that's why i have it i almost sold it a couple times i'm glad i didn't so yeah that top rack is all my favorite snares those are the ones i use more than anything got a couple masters up there yeah and then an old 90s tama oh yeah yeah, yeah it's dope uh anyways go watch that video 13 i need views people you know yeah so it's 13 minutes of me going, and then there's this snare, and this one is, the story about this one is, 
Uh, all right, guys. Yeah, we are back. Finally, we have a lot to talk about. We have a wonderful guest coming on. Gerald Shavelson, I think is the way you say his last name. Shavelson. I think it's Jared. What did I say? Gerald. Oh, Gerald. No, Jared. What the heck am I doing here? <laughs> Gerald. Jared. <laughs> I already like. I already posted his Instagram. Like, hey, this week's guest, and I spelt his name wrong, so Oops. I had to like put it, like repost it. He's like, hey man, thanks for posting this. Uh, you spelt my name wrong. And I'm like, <laughs> my bad. So I had to fix that. Then I'm calling him Gerald on the show. What kind of? You had to practice. Anyway, yeah, it's been a minute. This guy is a seriously dope drummer, like super like dope, okay? Yeah. Plays with Seal. Yeah. Baby! Yeah. Plays with Seal, plays with Mariachi El Bronx. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's cool. So we're going to chat it up with him. Um, I feel so bad because I shouldn't, I don't like when people state the obvious or say stuff that they shouldn't be saying. Like, I always harp on my dad for saying this on stage, but we were supposed to have him on last week. Or no, we were supposed to have him on the week before last, the week after Nam, and you got sick, Phil, and we needed a break for Nam, and so we were like, we told our girl to talk to him and be like, hey, can we reschedule you for the following week? Well, she never reached out to him, so Jared was just waiting by the phone for the drum brigade to call him, and we straight ghosted him. We did what everybody does to us. We did it. We're scum. Yeah. So I'm so surprised that he's still like down to come on, because we straight did him dirty we're gonna make sorry. up for it today I'm sorry jared yeah i'm sorry it was phil's fault he was sick i was super sick <laughs> no and we dude yeah we needed a break but he's like oh it's all good man i was just you know i was waiting for the call and i'm like Ugh, oh. i'm such a bum i'm a dirty rotten scoundrel <laughs> um and then i had to bail on him last week because i had a gig or a session or something and then so we didn't show, do a show last week we're gonna do a show this week though i think yeah. It feels like we're doing a show right now. I think now. we are. Okay. <laughs> it's safe to say that we're doing a show this week. <laughs> uh, it's the Drum Brigade podcast. Uh, we got a new intro, Phil. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got rid of that minor threat thing. Yeah. Um, we still got to figure out what we're doing with the Busters song because I reached out to them and oh. I was like, hey, guys, huh, we have a podcast and we've kind of used your song for 69 episodes now. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like... I'm like, so how do we like get the licensing for this? Like, who do we got to pay? And they were like, yeah, thanks for reaching out, man. Like they're kind of like, they we're ska people, you know? So they're kind of like cool with me and what I do. And so they're like, they're like funky Phil. That guy can just flash <laughs> off. No, they were like, we're happy that you're using it. Unfortunately, that was recorded in the nineties under Sony. So you got to reach out to Sony or oh, somebody, F. some capital or somebody and see what, see what they want you to do with it. So I'm pretty sure though, that there's like not a lot of people banging down their door for that song. Like, not that that's going to matter, but this isn't like a well-known band. It's not like we're using who knows. Sony's pretty, I think they own Teddy Pendergrass's stuff. Oh yeah. Cause I, I kept, one time I posted a video of my dog eating a burrito mm-hmm. <laughs> with the song love TKO yeah. playing. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Is they just keep taking it down? It's like Sony Entertainment, blah blah blah. Yeah. Well, they didn't take this down. I've used it for a lot of stuff. I know the dude. I played with the guy that wrote that song, "Love TKO." His <sighs> name is Gip Noble. Damn, I 
Love that song. Yeah, he's and he's that's his one claim to fame. Like I'm sure he's had albums out, but it's like Gip Noble, the one who wrote TKO. <laughs> Love TKO. That is a solid claim to fame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like his only one though. That's plenty. Yeah. That's more than enough. <laughs> he's that guy's funny, man. He's funny. Yeah. He's like very opinionated, old school, like Romeo De Pockets like band guy, you know. And he's like deep into cycling. Mm. One time I was I was drinking a like I was drinking a vodka and soda or something on the gig. He's like, man, why are you drinking that S? He's like, you like drinking poison? That's what he said to me. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, it ain't like that. And he's like, that, why would you ever put that poison in your body? I'm oh, like, when are we having him on the show? <laughs> Come on. He's so opinionated, You're man. holding out on he me. He's just like, all he does is cuss all the time. And like, he's funny, man. I haven't played with him in years. Though. I'll, bleep, I'll bleep it all out if we get him on. Man, I why are you drinking talk, that S? I want to talk to the guy who wrote Love TKO. <laughs> that was so funny, dude. That guy was funny. He was a he was a trip to play with. Like so opinionated. Like, yeah. He was cool. He was cool. I like playing that. But believe you me, we were playing that song when we when we uh and he make like he's he makes money off of that. Cause then there was like the Ice Cube or whatever. I think it was Ice Cube that sampled it. Oh really? That makes yeah. sense. And so uh yeah, anyways. All right, anyways, Drum Brigade podcast, new intro. Yeah. Um, we have all kinds of stuff. We're working on show sponsors. We were supposed to try to have them dialed by this week, but I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. We'll get into all that, Funky Phil. Yeah. Um, you can listen to this podcast on all the platforms that you get your podcasts on. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Overcast, Radio Public, and DrumBrigade.com. Uh. We have the Drum Brigade website. You can get all that stuff. We have merch, merch, and more merch on there. Represent, be a part of the Brotherhood of Drums. Identify as part of the Brotherhood of Drums. Get yourself some Drum Brigade merch. Uh, we got a Patreon we haven't done much with. We haven't even added bonus material. Um, so we got to get on that, Funky Phil. And um, both me and you have personal websites. I am working so hard on all my a day in a life videos and other like YouTuber kind of content videos, product reviews. Like I just mentioned, I have my snare drum, like here's all my snare drums kind of video. I have some more coming too. I have like two day in a life that I need to edit and another random YouTuber video. One of my students got an SJC kit. Woo! Um, he's a little seven year old. And so we did like a reveal, re- reveal, am reveal. I saying that? Reveal. Yeah. yeah. Not a reveal, a reveal. <laughs> Okay, we did a reveal. <laughs> I'm out of practice, Phil. All right, give me a break. It's all about the emphasis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do not realize. Remember that, dude? <laughs> Somehow, like, my Puerto Rican roots just came out one day, and I had a Spanish accent for no reason. Me and Phil. <laughs> just for one word. Just for one, <laughs> just for one word, dude. It was so funny one time. Me and Phil were setting up for a drum show. We were setting up our booth. And I was like trying to say like these people don't even realize what they're about to get into. But somehow when I said realize, I was Puerto Rican, like full blooded Puerto Rican for a second. <laughs> and I it came out, these people do not realize. That <laughs> 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 was so funny. And Phil could not even move. He was laughing so hard. Like, why did you say it like that? I'm like, because I'm Puerto Rican, fool. Realize. Uh, they do not realize. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't even remember what I was saying, but 
You're talking about your website oh, videos. Yeah. I just did a video. Oh, I'm, I got to edit up a video, hopefully this week, about get, get this about guy. that. I've been so bad. I've been up to my eyeballs and sick kids. Though. Listen to the thing. Yeah. This is the thing, though. I have a, a day in a life video covering Nam, and I'm not looking forward to That's like tons of footage I have to edit. Tons. And I, this is what I do. I get too deep into something. I got three or four days of footage that I'm like, I don't have time to edit. This is going to take me all day. Yeah. So then I'll just get on like some other day in a life where I'm like, okay, there's this is only like 50 or 60 clips versus like 160 clips, you know? Yeah. So anyways, anyways, go watch that. Subscribe, please. Follow, view, all that stuff. It helps us so much. Funky Phil has a website. Yeah. It's Phil, philpardale.com and you can watch lesson videos and see beautiful pictures of him playing and you can book a lesson and all that stuff if you want to book a lesson with me you can but i'm like pretty swamped man i don't really want more lessons honestly i can barely i i probably have room for like one or two more lessons and i don't have that many lessons Mm. but i just yeah anyways you can you can book us both for lessons if you want if you want to learn how to really play drums then you can book us for lessons. i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um and all that stuff all right that's enough business for right now uh Let's get into it, Funky Phil. Yeah. Drum Brigade Brigade Podcast, episode 6D9. 6D9. Jared Shavelson coming up very soon here, Funky Phil. Very soon here. Um, Dude, we have a lot that, I mean, we have like weeks of stuff to talk about. I do indeed have a soapbox. Oh, it's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have, I mean, we did NAM show. We did the NAM show thing mm. a few weeks ago. You yes. played the main stage. I did. Yeah. Uh, those harmonies don't quit. You're playing one hand on the congos, one hand on the drum set. I think they're called djembes. Djembes? Bongos? Congas. Congos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Playing percussion, one left hand. Playing drums, one hand. Rocking the drum brigade hat. Uh, yeah, those Cassie B legs, though, man. I know Ryan's her husband. Oh. I know, <laughs> I know, but she's got some legs, dude. Those legs don't quit, bro. <laughs> Cassie B has a beautiful voice. She has some beautiful legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not the only one who said that, dude. The whole the whole crew is like, bro. Yeah. Every time though, every time we see like last year at Nam, my brother and then this other dude that we were with was like, "What's up with Homegirl?" And I'm like, "See the bass player? That's her like husband or fiance or whatever." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "So yeah, hands but off." Good. She's a good looking girl. Good looking girl. She's a beautiful woman. That keyboard player though, she's a hottie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's wife playing keys and singing, mm-hmm. glorious singing, just glorious singing. I can't get over the the vocals in that band. Like the band is tight and sounds good, but the vocals are like shining. Oh, yeah. We shining. got three powerhouses. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. they're just And Ryan was doing he's 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 been doing um in getting in the mix on yeah. some of those harmonies too. You guys tightened up the look too. Like everybody has their thing of like 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 Ryan's a cowboy and yeah, then he, Jeff is like the cool like hipster kind of looking guy. Yeah. And then Cassie B has the legs and then <laughs> And then, uh, what's what's his name? Uh, uh, Jody. Jody has his vibe. He's always the same, no matter what gig he yeah. plays. And then you're just you. 
brigade hat, sitting behind vessel shirt, a clear Sonic fish tank. Yeah, yeah. Yamaha and Dorsey now. That's cool. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Congratulations. No. <laughs> I had my my big boy fifteen drum up there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what kind of heads do they have on those uh, Yamahas? I don't know. Remo, they sounded they like clear. They were clear. They sounded <laughs> awful. I don't think that. I think they might have been Evans. Oh yeah. I don't know. They were just tuned really bad. I didn't. Ugh. I didn't really have time to. We just had a line check, so I didn't yeah. get to make them sound good. But that floor tom sounded like. But really, I can't. I, I will take two seconds and be like, "Hold on, get I'm me sure some they, gaff tape." I'm sure they they cleaned it up in the in the house, yeah. but yeah, that's cool. No, it was a good show. It was fun. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so man. We have a lot to cover, so we tried to. Well, we you guys heard our live podcast from Nam. That was a event. <laughs> that was yeah. fun. That was fun. Um, I think we do it like that more more often than not. Like I, I feel like that was easy enough and it was efficient enough, better than getting a bunch of videos and having to clip up interviews and stuff, and less intimidating for our our like people that are interviewing. Like if you walk up and you're like, "Hey, man, can you do an interview with like?" and you pull out a camera and it's like. If you just have like a little mic and you're like, yo, man, can you do an interview real quick? How long is it going to take? Like one minute? Cool. How's your NAM show going? Oh, it's going good. Blah, 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 blah. All right, man. Thanks. That's it. It's like much better. Yeah. Shenanigans though, man. Some some whiskey involved shenanigans with Sahir and <laughs> it's funny, man. That fool is funny, dude. He is a funny man. <laughs> Him and Mike Dawson just chatting it up. We went to see animals as leaders. That was a good time, man. It was a good time. Uh, let's 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 start there. Can we just start with Nam? Yeah. Okay. Um, Nam was very interesting this year for me. Um, because the Drum Brigade podcast is kind of like moving. It's like it's moving and shaking, man. Our hard work is like kind of paying off to a certain extent. We're not by any means as big and as far as we want to be with this thing. Um, like we got some momentum, we got some momentum, but yeah. we're not stopping until we're both at the Lambo dealership. Like, no, let me get yours. No, 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 dude. No, let me get yours. No, no, no. I'll just get them both, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll get one for you and Milo. Milo doesn't have a license. It's all right, dude. Just let me get it. Like that's when we stop. They're only making one of these. <laughs> it's like, that's when we're stopping. All right, Phil. <laughs> Lambo. <laughs> And I'm just going to immediately get mine and crash it into a wall and be like, whatever, I don't need this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyways, Nam was a trip, dude, because like walking around, there was a pretty like good amount of people that were stopping me and being like, yo, Corey, what's up, man? Drum Brigade. Oh, my God. Dude, I love the show. I listen all the time. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, really? Like not trying to sound like not trying to be like self-deprecating, but like. It's just, I didn't expect that for this year. Yeah. Wanted it to happen. I feel like I barely walked around Nam with you. Yeah. I think we, we did not hang out as much as I thought we were going to. No. Like, <laughs> you got there pretty late that day because you, you partied pretty hard the night before. Yeah. And then, I did, dude, I don't know. This Nam was weird for me. I, it's I, weird for me too. I didn't, I felt like I wasn't even there. Like I was there, I explored that one day with you. Mm. We spent, like three hours just trying to see that Glasper show. Yeah. Which was worth it for me. It was worth it. Which was 
epic. It was amazing. Dude, what Justin Tyson. Holy moly. Yeah. God. So good. Yeah. I uh I feel like the first day first day was like the most action for me. Yeah. Like I had a lot of things I was juggling. I was like, not there that day. Yeah. So I was trying to get interviews solo. I was trying to vlog, trying to see like I didn't really see anything. Like I didn't really go and check out equipment. The only thing I did was check out these in-ears. My, this my buddy was like ranting and raving about and I did not like them. I thought they were just okay. What company? I don't remember what they were called. I don't remember. Mm. Um they weren't that good. They were super cheap. They were like literally as good as like skull candies. Uh and um it was like they were like uh, like one ninety nine or something for for the pair, and then if you get them molded, it was like another. I don't know. It just wasn't. They weren't that good. Anything. Anyways, I want to check out. I did check out um, Zoom because I want to get a better recorder for our field trips and for uh, our. I um, wanted to go to their booth. Was there anything good? It was just the usual stuff, but they just have like updated stuff. But I like Zoom because they're affordable and it's really efficient. Like. Really, I just want to get a new H1. They're super easy to use. So easy and to they use. They sound good too. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We might have to step up our game and buy one of those um, for field trip stuff and on like out in the field interviews. That'd be cool. Because um, I feel like the one that we used worked really good, man. I was just I just had it up too loud, but it worked really good. But that was an old H1, and I want I want to get one that's like really nice that I can also possibly <clears throat> mount on my camera. Yeah, that'd so, be cool. You could change the capsule. Yeah. Like, put one exactly. on that's better for like like a dynamic mic yeah. on it. So I might be I might be buying one of those. I was thinking about just getting the new this the a newer H one, but I might get the I forget what it's called, but the the there that one's like a two track, I think. You can get one that's like a four track and you can swap out the mic. I might get that one. It's only, it's not that expensive too. It's like under three hundred or like a little bit around three hundred. Yeah. So. I mean it's hard because you can do all that with the camera we've got. Yeah. It's got the two XLR ends, and you can swap out the capsule, the stereo capsule. Yeah, but here's the thing. It doesn't, it's not as compact, though. If they make a little recorder that, well, I, I just, why, I mean, why sell the camera? I was going to say, I might, as, I might sell my camera and just get something else, but it's good to have. They're good to have because if they, they make one, I think that you can plug XLRs into think it's the same as the camera but the, if the camera was easier to record like this is what i like about the h1 doing that that video that i mean that the the um nam show episode i would walk up to people say can you do an interview really quick i would hit the button and we're recording yeah with the camera it's like you got to take it out you got to open it up you got to make sure it's on audio only you got you know and it's just i don't i don't i, I gotta be quick with it you know mm-hmm. so that's cool um, yeah. Anyways, that first day I was, that's when we saw animals as leaders. Me and me and, uh, Sahir basically hung out most of the day and we were getting pretty loose with some, some drinks. <laughs> that was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. But, um, yeah, that, that was like, honestly, my most productive day, just as far as like kind of getting some interviews and vlogging. And seeing some cool stuff and getting some funny footage. But that was the day that most of the, like, I was getting called out mostly, like, from people. Like, 
just, I mean, f- f- walking in first five seconds, I walk in the door and then a dude's like, Corey. And I'm just like, yo, what's up, man? And he's nice. just like, he's just like, Hey dude, like, Oh man, I love the show. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh, thanks man. Like that caught me off guard. And then I was like talking to one of my buddies. I was talking to John from revolution, revolution. and, um, another guy walks by stop like taps me on the shoulder he's like what's up man love the show and this like keeps walking i'm like first of all how do you know what i look like too like like, all right and then john's like who is that and i'm like i don't know he's just like dude you're getting famous now or what i'm like i don't think so but like i think it's just this podcast man and then same thing saw here walking around with saw here a guy stops me yo man love the podcast i'm like dude thank you so much man i really appreciate it and then Sahir's like, who's that? I'm like, I don't know. Just, it's just one of my many fans, you know, Sahir. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, like, but anyways. That didn't happen to me once. Yeah, no, but you're. No one recognizes me. I'm not a very. You're kind distinct, of incognito. I'm not a very distinct looking guy, I yeah. don't think. I think when we're together. And I'm short. Yeah. You know, you're like this. I'm taller. Gigantic human being. Yeah. I think I stand <laughs> out where they're like, whoa, what is this guy? What is he like? <laughs> He's tall. Why is he dressed like that? Like, why does he look? Why does he have that stuff? Um. Anyways, so that was, dude. Thank you guys. That was really cool. And you know, it was nice to see you guys in person. Meet you guys. Say hello. I really like. I've mentioned it a million times on the show. Like, I'm really. I don't know. Nam shows a little different, and I have some liquid courage at Nam. You know, but like. I feel like I'm in my, in my element at NAMM, so I'm not too shy, but in an ordinary setting, man, I get some social anxiety where I'm like super shy and kind of trying to hide out and not be seen. I just, and it's not anything, it's not anything anybody else is doing. It's just my personal shenanigans. But anyways, what I'm saying is for some reason at NAMM show, I didn't feel like that at all. I felt really like honored that our friends and like our listeners were coming up and being like, yo, like I was just like so stoked, man. That's right. Out of all the stuff that we've accomplished, you know, it's not like people don't do that to us for playing drums. You know what I mean? Like when you go somewhere and people like appreciate what you do on your drums, we've kind of, you know, that doesn't happen all the time, but that happens, you know, but for our show, I don't know why that's so much more of an accomplishment for me that like, yeah, we didn't know how to do this. We didn't know how to be podcasters, you know, and we don't, we're not like the typical podcasters, you know, where everything is polished and we don't say, um, and we don't say like, and we don't have word whiskers like that. We just, you know, we just, we keep it casual. We roll, we hit record and we chat like we normally would. That's the premise of our show. (laughs) So, but to figure out how to get this podcast on the platforms and then get listeners and then have get to the point where you're walking around in our industry and people are like, yo, what up? That's dope. It's like dope. It is like accomplishment anyway. So yeah. And then, uh, Friday, what did I do? Friday, 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 you showed up pretty late. I did. That was the day I came. No, that, okay. So this is the thing with the day I was like, let's, let's go to Nam. Yeah. So Friday, and you, I think you got there at like two or something. So this is the problem with us, Phil. <laughs> Me and you are on different like trajectories or whatever you want to call it when it comes to Nam. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting there because I'm not trying to go see things. I'm getting there to hang out. So yeah. my thing is like, 
I don't need to get there when it opens. I need to get there when I'm good and God darn ready. (laughs) And I'm going to go hang out. When did you get there Thursday? Dude, late as heck. Yeah. Like three or four? Mm. One, two? Yeah. So, and then I'm like after party mode on Friday. Let's go to the after parties. Yeah. Okay. Wait, Mark came Saturday. Yeah. So Friday, what the heck did I do? Friday, Friday, my goal was to get there before 2.30 to see that podcast seminar. Yeah, we got there. We walked around a little bit. Yeah. And then, yeah, you went to that seminar. Yeah. I went and saw a friend play. And then uh, I think after that, we got in line for the Glassbird thing. That's it. And yeah, that was that's it. it. And it was I don't over. think we even went to any booths. So, okay. So <laughs> Friday, 8 o'clock in the morning, Phil is texting me. Yo, what time are you going to get here? I'm like, it doesn't even open until 10. What is this fool talking about? And I'm like, I'm still sleeping. I'm tired. And like, did I text you at 8? You owe every year you text me at 8, dude. Every year you're like 8 o'clock, 8.30. You're like, yo, what time are you getting there? Well, you made it sound like we needed to go around and hang out and do stuff and get interviews and stuff. Okay, let's get this straight now. I only had one day to do that. Let's get this. Let's let's clear something up. <laughs> I never, ever want to do that at Nam Show. No, I'd never want to get there early and be like, "Come on, guys, let's go, team. Let's get interviews." Like, no, I'm like, if we get interviews, we get them. Well, I don't know. I just wanted to get up there and hang out. Yeah. I only had one day to do it. Yeah, yeah. So okay. So my Phil's mentality is like, let's get in there. Let's get some content. Let's do some work. Let's go see some people. And then let's get the heck out of here. And I'm like, I'll get there when I get there. And if we come across some fools, we'll get an interview. But if not, we're still going to just hang out. Because all I'm interested in is seeing some cool stuff after the after NAM show. So then 6 o'clock hits. We get out of the Robert Glasper thing. And Phil's like yawning. And he's like, all right, man, I'll see you later. And I'm like, the night's just beginning, dude. Like, where are you going? And you're just like, yeah, I'm out of here. I got to go. I got to go. And so that was it, right? We just like, we we hung out for a few hours. Yeah. We got an interview together. And then like, I went to that seminar that was a complete waste of time. It wasn't a complete. It was like 70% a waste of time. 60% a waste of time. The guy did not help at all it was like if you want to start a podcast here's how you start a podcast i'm like fool most of us in here already have a podcast it was i was happy to say that like based on that seminar he was talking about how if you own a business this is like a good marketing plan for you to have uh have uh this is a good way for you to do advertising and stuff for your own business we're like, yeah, whatever, bro. Like, what? Get, let's get to the the good stuff. This was like the 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 seminar was entitled "How to Grow Your Audience as a Podcaster." That fool never got to that. He never. He like talked about himself. Then he talked about like how to start a podcast and why you should start a podcast. And then he was like, "All right, now I'm gonna answer some questions. If you guys like want to answer any questions." And then like a few of us were like, "Yeah, for us who already have podcasts, like." How do you grow your audience? That's why we're here, you know? And like, well, if you want to do that, um, you know, unfortunately I can't answer that, but you can, you can come to this, like this other seminar that I'm doing in Orlando, Florida. And and we're like, bro, I didn't just sit through this 30 minute thing when I could be seeing some real stuff, like for nothing. Like, what are you doing? 
And so anyways, I hung out for even longer and it was what I'm happy to say is that we are a lot. We talked about this on that, that thing, that episode, but we're a lot farther along than most people trying to start a podcast out there. Like we have a lot of things in, in line, like a lot of ducks in a row. We have 69 episodes, which is like, he's talking about like your first 10 episodes yeah (laughs) we figured out all of this stuff on our own like honestly bro like me and you could have given that seminar no joke and probably been more informative yes yeah for sure no i'm not (laughs) exaggerating dude like i we i mean for what he was saying the only thing that we don't have is like the numbers probably but it sounds to me like he's kind of in the same boat as us like Mm -hmm. He's he, it's funny though these podcasters are are kind of like radio caster guys like they're just super dorky and mm-hmm. this like they're they're total like what am I trying to say like they don't they don't miss an opportunity to promote their show so like we have a lot of like eggs in the basket like we're professional drummers and we're teachers and we have drum brigade and I'm trying to promote my vlog and all that stuff but he's like if you're talking to anybody you're a podcaster Listen to my podcast. You just want people to listen to your podcast. I'm like, yeah, we could do that a little better. <laughs> He's like, if you're interviewing somebody, you hang up a banner that says, in our case, Drum Brigade podcast, or you have a flag that you're holding up, or you're holding business cards. So anybody that walks by and is like, what's going on? They just grab one of your business cards. I'm Can't like, you just wear a shirt. He's like, you wear your shirt all the time. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my shirt and it, it got pointed out. He's like, one guy's like, well, I see this guy over here and he's wearing a drum brigade shirt. And, but he was saying that like, we should wear a shirt that says it's just a random shirt that says drum brigade podcast.com. I'm like, that's not how we roll. Nerd I'm not going to do that nerd town. Yeah. He's like, you always, he's like, you see my shirt right now, right here. He's like, I'm always promoting my shirt and I'm like, or my company. And I'm like, okay, but he's wearing like this, do it yourself like collared shirt like tucked in you know and it just had his logo on it and i'm like dude not tooting our own horn but we would have we were for sure the coolest fools in that in that mix yes (laughs) and um it's it's like yeah anyways i talked to a couple other podcasters there and one guy one guy does like a, a six minute podcast like a daily thing it's like on um being a creator i forget what it's called but Anyways, let me give him a shout out. Hold on, Phil. He was a nice guy, man. Mm. Anything that you want to create, he he creates. Um, he talks about creating, like being a creator. It's called the Creative One Project Three Sixty Five. So I think he he drops one every day. It's only like six minutes, huh. and it's interesting. It's cool. It's interesting. It's really cool. So he, I was like, I'll give you a follow, man, and you give me a follow. And he's just like, we were we were two of the people, and there's another girl that was like, we were like three people that are like, we have podcasts, we want to know how to grow our podcast, and like your seminar said, it was about yeah. And he he was kind of a bit overwhelmed by that. I think he was a little bit overwhelmed. Like, well, man, I don't really have the answers. What I would suggest is like reaching out to your local drum company and like re- local like drum store. And you know, I'm like, I could have done that a long time ago. Fool. <laughs> You're not helping me here. I thought you had this like magic, you know, well hit this button and then you'll have all these followers, you know, whatever. But anyways, it was, it was informative, but it was like also reassuring that we're on the right track and we've done a lot of things. Right. The one, the couple things that we do wrong which I don't care is we say, um, a lot. 
He's like, you should edit out all the ums. I'm nope. like, nope. Not doing that. Not doing that. That's how we roll, full. Probably shouldn't call people full on our podcast, but I don't care. That's how I roll, full. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said we should have a mic in our logo. Don't care. That's our logo, full. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have a picture of my ugly face up there. <laughs> so, you know, other than that, dude, I think we're on the right track. You know what I want to do, though? I want to do, I want to give seminars, give talks. It would be way better, dude. Our personalities. I can't wait to see you do a TED Talks. Oh, dude. You don't, you don't even know me, dude. I can freaking <laughs> you don't do it. Even know <laughs> I can do, I can do, I give public talks all the time. Like, you don't even want to know. I got skills when it comes to public talking, dude. Headset no, I won't do that. I won't do that. Like a PowerPoint presentation. No. I'm going to be totally me. I'm going to be like, if I ever, I want to get, my goal is to like get flown out to places to give talks about. Here's Wait, how you do it. Did you meet Fred Armisen? No. I saw the pictures. He, he was cruising around. I always so want to meet him. That's like the only person I've been, I was like, oh man. I, I never I get to. <laughs> Every year, I'm like, dude, I would just, I love that guy. We need to get him on the show. I don't. It's gonna be hard, man. He's it's gonna be hard. Well, think about it. This is like a major dude. This is like an A or B level actor. Yeah. And he's like famous. You'd have to go through his his publicist probably, and then it has to make sense. Like he's probably doing like Joe Rogan, not like the Drum Brigade. Who knows? He's my, a drummer. My brother keeps saying that we He's need to get. He's a drummer. He is. I know. But is he part of the brotherhood? <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. He knows about like some of my bands that I play in, and he's he a does? fan. He's a fan. He's a oh. fan of the Agrolites. <sighs> we gotta Man. get him on. Reach out. All right, I'll just reach out to him. Let's just have Candace reach out to him, dude. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? No, it doesn't seem like it's right for him at this time. My brother keeps saying that we need to have Bill Murr on. Bill Maher? Bill Maher. Bill Maher? Like the, the comedian. The political dude? Wait, not Bill Maher. Bill Burr? Burr. Bill Burr. Uh-huh. Bill Burr. He is one of my favorites. And he's also a drummer. And oh, he's yeah. been on some like small time drum podcasts. Sweet. Let's get him on. Can you imagine the shenanigans? How funny that would be, dude. It'd be good. He'll just. Oh. We got to get Lance. Still got to get Lance Armstrong. Lance is not coming on. He's a bicyclist. Cyclist? Cyclist. cyclist. Yeah. He's a bicyclist. <laughs> you know that like he's like the cyclist though. He's like the most famous cyclist in the world. Yeah, but he had that whole that whole thing, you know. The, I don't want to get into that thing because it's not real. That's what the media wants you to believe of him, but it's not like that. The whole doping thing. That's not like that. It's not like it's fake. I mean, no. He it, really it, was doping. He really was doping. But it's overlooked in the cycling community. Yeah, but we're a drum brigade podcast. So so we we're like, so what about the scandal? No, no, no. I'm saying he needs to work on his image, you know. <laughs> Bro, he's doing fine. He has his own podcast. It's mm, killing. I don't know. Killing. It's <laughs> killing. And then like he has a, a web show that like when the Tour de France comes on, him and some other guys, it doesn't dude. He's fine. It's like him, his teammate that's also banned, and then his his cycling team manager who's also banned. Does he play drums? Lance Armstrong plays drums a little bit. Perfect. <laughs> we can't have guys that play drums a little bit. Why not? Bro, if we have Bill Burr and Fred Armisen. We've had people on that don't even play drums. If those guys come on, we're the biggest part. Po- we're Joe Rogan of drums. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan of drums. Yeah. 
I feel like we already kind of have a Joe Rogan style podcast, but like we're the we're the we're the forget. There's no stopping us. Yeah, this season, season five, it's happening, Phil. Yeah, putting it out there, yeah. Fred. Come on, man, just be part of the Brotherhood of Drums. I'll do anything. Yeah, God, I love Fred Armisen, dude. I've watched I've watched Portlandia like three times all the way through. I've been watching the documentary now show. Oh, it's, dude, it's great! So funny. You know, so those are good. all based on real documentaries. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's hilarious. Did you see the I like the one? Uh, there was one where they're like kind of making fun of Vice. Yeah, that was so is that good. that drones? Yeah, drones. drones. <laughs> they keep dying. <laughs> <That's> so, good. <laughs> <laughs> so good, dude. Did you get to the Eagles one? The ma- they're uh, making no. fun of the Eagles. Wait uh, till you get to that one. It's a two two parts, really? and it's so it feels like you're watching behind the music. It feels like a real band. Oh my god! And then their songs on that one are so good, and that whole album is on Spotify. You could listen to the really? songs. It's so good, dude. It's so good, dude. It's. I can't wait till you see that one. It's so good. Anyway, back at Nam. Yeah, back at Nam. Anyways, Nam was Nam, dude. It was very Nammy. I didn't see one cool thing. Uh, Me neither. Honestly, I kind I of wasn't avoided, really looking. I avoided the drum department because it's so unpleasant. Here's here's the other thing with you, Phil. <laughs> when what? you're at Nam, you're you're very. Is everything okay over there? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I thought you were giving me the look like we weren't recording this whole time. <laughs> no. I was looking at you like, great, you're going to tell me something that sucks about myself. No, 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 no. You just, you have a different vibe, like, than me. Like, because like, you're drunk. I'm not drunk. <laughs> I don't get drunk anymore, dude. I'm just myself. <laughs> I, I don't get drunk anymore. I, I just get like, I get pretty buzzed, like, or whatever. I'll have a few drinks with my buddies, but. I, I was walking the tightrope at one point because stupid Mark kept trying to give me more and more and more drinks. And then I was like, I was interviewing Chris Brady at Aquarian and I was like, uh, you can hear me on the, on the video. I mean, on the recording, I'm like, Hey pops here, hold this. And then I'm like, I'm handing off my drink to pops. Cause dude, if I finished that right there, I probably wouldn't have finished the interview. I was like, I'm feeling like, man, I'm feeling pretty buzzed here. Okay. So I got to keep my composure Anyways, <laughs> you walk around and you're very like level and very, um, you're not like, yeah, let's go. You're like, all right, man. Yeah. Like, let's just go over there. And, and you're like, both of our heads were just in space because of how loud it was in the drum, in the drum world. Yeah. I think so, that's most like, I can barely hear anything. I think though what it was is we, we didn't really have like a solid plan. You know what I mean? Like. Hey, yeah. we're going to go get an interview with Aquarian and then we're going to go try to find it was, somebody. It was great though. I didn't honestly like dude, nothing ever changes. Yeah. Every booth there's always the same booths. They've always got the same stuff. It'll be yeah. like some random booth with some some new knickknacks that yeah. it's not it's that nothing won't be back different. the next year. Yeah. Nothing then, nothing changed at all. It was just the same. It's old. like a thousand people hitting cymbals at the same time <laughs> playing the fastest ride pattern possible and acting like they can really tell how that symbol sounds no one is ever testing anything everyone is only showing off yeah and then like every booth there's someone trying to do gospel chops yeah in every drum booth yeah it's stupid dude nam is dumb (laughs) it's so stupid dude after like five minutes in there i'm so over it yeah i'm just like that's why i like bring drinks and i'm like i feel like i'm here because i feel like i go to nam now because i have to yeah. And it's the thing to do. But like 
if it wasn't for the show, like if, it, if I didn't see animals as leaders and I didn't see that Robert Glasper thing and I saw filthy funk too, like that, that like at an after party, if I didn't see any of that, I would have been like, this is the worst thing I've ever been to. Yeah. Like if I was on your program where I Nam show ends, I go home. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not here for that. I had fun the day that I played. I did a, that was a good time. Yeah. I mean, I, I had fun I could the other day either. too, but the, the main stage was fun. Dude, I left. You were done at two, and I was trying to leave to go to. So I dipped out and went to Supercross. Uh-huh. I didn't even leave. I got there halfway between the like the main. The I got there halfway between when the program started. I was trying to get there early for practice during that day. Mm-hmm. The show starts at six. Like the Supercross starts at six. I got there at like seven thirty or eight. Nice. No, because of all the. I traffic. was trying to get there at two thirty or three. Ouch. It dude, it was right. It was like two miles down the road. Ew. And so I was just, dude. We couldn't get out of there. Stinking Mark was like drinking, 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 drinking. Then he was like, "Oh, hey, there's this girl that we know that gives us free beer." We go upstairs. We're hanging out with them. Then like one of my old buddies from Agrilites was like, "Where'd you go? Come back. I want to say hi." And then I had to go back. And then we were hanging out. Then let's go get food. And then we went and get food. Then there's some chick that he wants to meet up with. And I'm like, "Bro, I gotta go, man." Like. I'm missing the, I'm watching the race live on my phone now and I'm supposed to be there like four hours ago. Mm. Anyways, I still made it, but yeah, I should have, I should have just dipped out anyways. Anyways, enough about that, dude. Nam show was Nam show. I, I'm just now recovered. Yeah. I'm so over it, dude. I'm pissed that they didn't have my congas in the house. Yeah, they did not. That Sorry big old stage tower powers drum set was right behind me. Yeah. They played that same stage that day. Yeah. And they didn't. Saw them sound check. It was dope. They set up mics on my congas, everything, but they didn't put them in the house. And that made me upset. Yeah. But I brought my own congas because I was playing. I did the jam in the van after. Mm. And that was so fun. Really? That was more fun than the main stage. It was Really? Yeah, dude. It was so chill. And and we just like went in there, got set up. Everything sounded great. Nice. They hit, hit record and they get like pro video and audio of us. Um, cool. Just crushing three songs real quick, and it's done. It was like just a good hang. I'm I'm wondering. I'm hoping that we the can. The drums sounded way better. Yeah, they were vessel. Ah, uh, well, 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 well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were indeed. Uh, dude, I, I'm hoping Shuffle and Bang can play like maybe next year. I gotta but, link up with your. Yeah, boy, dude. You guys got to get on that big stage. That'd be, That'd be so cool. Uh, we played. We played uh, Saturday. Stop, man. I missed that band. Where'd you play? We played a private, like the 31st anniversary of Carl Strauss. We played at Carl Strauss. It was a dope event, man. It was like dope. It was, yeah. Like dope? Yeah. (laughs) I wish I saw it. It was so cool. I thought it was just their corporate thing. So I was like worried that they're going to have us play Bruno Mars all night. You know, or whatever. Can you can you guys like enough of this like stuff? Can you guys play funk. like Uptown Funk? Uptown you know, funk. and uh, was not like that at all. So the guy who booked us knew who we were, and was like, "No, we want Shuffle and Bang." Like I saw you guys play here somewhere, and I was like, "I got to get this band for our our event." And so that's what they did, man. And it was super dope, super dope. And like Pops came out this full. He's he's reached a new level. Okay. Yeah. He came out like he's taking this pops thing 
and running with it. <laughs> it might, it's like, it's a good thing that like me and pops look alike. We look, you know, like you can tell he's my dad, but I'm, I'm more like my mom than I am like my dad. You know, like he's a ham dude. He's a ham. He can't get enough of it. He cannot get enough, dude. He just like, as soon as he's like in that character, he is all about it. <laughs> he like got a new suit it's like this dapper looking like like slim fitting suit so he's all like proud of that <laughs> and he's like dude it's just funny man he's just like he gets into this character and then he's just strutting his stuff all around just strut like talking to people on the stage he's like hollering at this big girl on stage like he's like you into early, uh, older men Oh, and no. she's like, she's like, no. And he's like, I got all the experience you ever need, girl. He's like, <laughs> oh my god. It's like, it's part of the show, man. It's not real. Like my mom knows, like, what's up with that? Like she knows it's not like. My dad has always done that. Like he'll find the girl that doesn't really isn't really getting the attention and make her feel like on top of the world for the night, you know. Uh-huh. So he 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 planned it all out. He goes, hey, does that girl have a boyfriend? And they're like, no, she's single. <laughs> and he's like, all right. And like, so we, we played this like love song and he's like, we, he's like, just vamp for a minute. We start playing. He's like, Hey girl. Yeah. I'm talking to you, girl. Oh no. How you doing? She's oh. just like, Oh boy, somebody's talking to me. And he's like, you single, you got a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, no. And then he's like, you into older men? Oh, and she's gosh. like, not really. No. And he's like, girl, I got all the experience you'll ever need. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like blushing you know and then he's like he starts singing to her and stuff and then the dude it worked then that was like another guy that started dancing with her and then my dad gets off the stage and he starts dancing with her it's oh funny man. man that's awesome and like he's just and like my dad is so social man like i'm i'm kind of just like i'm not mingling you know like i'll get some food i'll get a beer and then i'm like backstage like hanging out you know and uh my dad is just cannot get enough attention you know like i I go upstairs in the backstage and he's like in the mix of like all the staff they're up there like eating pizza and drinking and stuff and he's like sitting down with them like yeah man how's that how's everybody doing you know like and like dad like you don't even know these people he doesn't care he's just hanging you know and uh and then uh i mean walking around just just living it up dude just any person he can talk to he's talking to them anybody he can like anything he could take advantage of oh there's free food i'm getting free food like oh there's like free drinks i'm getting free drinks like and then he's just chatting it up with anybody he can chat it up with i'm like dad you're crazy i I, i'm packing up my drums and they're trying to break down the stage i walk in he's wearing a carl strauss sweatshirt and he's like chatting it up with the guys like yeah man you know we're just so happy to be here and you know, and they're just deep in this conversation. They're just like, man, we love your dad, man. I'm like, you're wearing their sweatshirt? And he's just like, oh, I forgot mine at home. And I was just seeing if they had an extra one. I'm like, dad, oh my gosh. Like, you just can't ha- you just can't get enough. You can't get enough, you know? That's so, so funny. It was fun, man. It was a good gig. I love we, your dad. We had a band full of subs. Like, everybody in the band was what? subs except for me, my dad, and the percussionist. And uh, it, it was pretty good, but we found out our charts are a little wonky so the horns were struggling a bit but i just can't wait till you need a percussion sub i know well you're always booked though phil not always but yeah are you booked tomorrow um what day is tomorrow 
Tuesday? No. You want to play Eddie V's? I can't make it. Hmm. That could be cool. I'm gonna see. They might have. They might have another dude already, but I'll check on that. All right. Anyways, Phil. Um, I did a bunch of gigs over this past. I've been swamped. Yeah. Swamped, Phil. Swamped. Playing like every single day. It's a good way to be. I've been doing a lot of Paula Casino gigs. I have a Ooh. soapbox about that. Ooh. And I did a wedding expo gig with the Schmucky Metals. Ooh. I have a big soapbox about that. Oh, man. Um, we're going to have to wait on those, I think, yes, until after the guest. we're going to have to wait until after the guest. Two soapbox after the guest. Um, and so I got to get into that. It's been a long, a long couple weeks, man. I did a trip to Phoenix and back. Yeah. How'd that go? It was super fun. Yeah. Chill. Just. Where'd you play? Um, Whiskey Row was one spot, and then two clubs um, that are part of the Copper Blues franchise, I guess. Or there's got a bunch of locations, but they do like comedy. Mm. They have like their main thing is they get like. like Fred Armisen was there? Or? He probably Bill has. Bill done. It's all top level Dang, comedy really? club. But then they have like a, they have bands playing the bar <clears throat> as well. So we did a couple of those and they were cool. That's cool. But we we got like an Airbnb and nice. Just all cruised up in the van, hung out. It was you good. guys were moving and shaking, dude. Yeah. Get what stuff. do you? What kind of what what kind of music do you say that you guys play? That was that was the top forty thing. That was all the oh, okay. the cover band. It was just like a cover band trip. But like Cassie being the Stingers. Yeah. It's it's like I'm trying to figure out like pinpoint what the genre is because it's like it's a little bit country, it's a little bit pop, it's like kind of that 70s. We definitely sound. have a lot of nostalgia blended in, yeah. but we all bring because we all write, <clears throat> we all write together, mm-hmm. we all contribute. So it's like, um, yeah, it's hard to pin it down. I I, I would f- toss us into like maybe like the indie pop realm with yeah. with some like definitely like some soul. And uh, R and B, and some rock, and some maybe See, that's some what country I mean. vibes. In there. <laughs> it's like it's a it's, it's really hard to classify it. I guess it's a a fresh blend. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. Um. Yeah, because w- we're like listening to it, and it's like, like it kind of has that like um, like a Fleetwood Mac kind of vibe. Yeah. Seventies like sounding. Maybe uh-huh. Karen Carpenter, but no, like. Not there is a couple ballads, but not like Karen Carpenter ballads. But like your drums kind of sound Karen Carpenter ish, like deep um, rock ballad kind of snare. Um, but then there's like percussion vibes, you yeah, know. Yeah, we get kind of dancey. There's definitely little there's some funkier tunes, a little bit of disco in there sometimes. Yeah. So it's like it's definitely like kind of like a throwback thing, but but then you're not like you haven't like dove into the throwback thing. It's just like a touch of that. And then it's not like edgy indie rock, like yeah. like g- distorted guitars and stuff. It's like, I don't know. It's very, it's like not contemporary, <laughs> but it's like kind of. Sometimes a little Sometimes, bit. yeah. It's like yeah, really we, weird. We kind of, well, we pull a lot of influence from different eras and, and styles. and But I think the unifying theme is we try to keep it like, um, like catchy melodies and stuff yeah. and keep it like like fun to listen to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want to hear some good harmonies and some drummer, a drummer doing two different things, see some nice legs. <laughs> you got the band, Phil. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't tell Cassie V I'm saying this, dude. She's a sweetheart, man. I know her mom. Yeah. I know her husband. I'm going to see her husband tonight, I hope. Yeah? Yeah. Rye guy? Rye guy. Good nice. guy. Good guy. He's a good he guy. Knows, he knows she's got nice legs, though. Yeah. Everybody does. I'm I'm being like my dad. I shouldn't I shouldn't do this. I'm like I'm not I'm not like being serious. It's all for like show stuff. I do I do think Cassie V is a very beautiful girl, but um Yeah, she's honestly she's I would super sweet. I wouldn't be putting it on this thick if I wasn't recording on a show right now. <laughs> um now the girl next door. Oh now that girl. Guys, there is a you hear me all the time. There's a girl next door that is good looking. Oh my god! I gotta. I'm, I'm gonna go drop her a note to listen to our Dude. podcast, and then it'll be all blown up. She's she's probably married. She has a kid. She's a good looking woman, though. I always see her when we're recording, walking out. I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. But um, yeah, we moved the table, so now I don't. I don't know if I can hear her coming out. She might be the one that complained about her noise, though. If that's the case, very possible. She's the ugliest woman I've ever seen. <laughs> all right, Phil. Um. <laughs> We don't have time to get on a, a soapbox. We're going to have to do that later. Yeah. Um, is that all you did? Just a trip to LA? I mean, a- Arizona and NAMM show? Yeah, and the usual other gigs. I did. Uh, I subbed with Detroit Underground the other oh, day. Oh, really? At Humphreys Backstage. Nice. Another club where you play in a fish tank. Yeah. Nice. I don't mind that one. I just don't like how late you play there. Yeah. Well, they're changing it, apparently. Really? Uh, I think uh, the last that night we did was the last one they were doing till one. Now it's going to be... Eight to midnight, I think. Oh, that's cool. That is uh, that band does very well there. Yeah, it's a very it's a well fun there. group. But that band, them and the Mighty Untouchables, are two bands that will never hire me. Really, I don't know why. I don't know what it is with my playing. They'll never like be like, "Oh man, we need to have you sub with us." It's like, and like one of my friends played bass in that band, and he was like, he would always have this other guy sub. Huh. And uh, so it's funny. I don't care. I don't really need it. But um, yeah. Oh, I know one thing that I did was um, I subbed. I mean, I subbed. I did another session at Pacific Beat. Ooh. So Pacific oh Beat has been doing the Shuffle and Bang album mixing. It's already mixed and mastered. It sounds dope. Ooh. Oh, sounds dope. Like an old jazz record. I can't wait to get my copy. Green vinyl, I know, Phil. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're just gonna put it out ourselves. We're not gonna waste any more time. Um. So yeah, we're working on the album cover now. Um. Anyways, uh, is Steve Haney gonna do it? No, Dude. we're gonna hire somebody else to do it. Okay. Steve Haney stuff is dope, though. I love his collage stuff. It's so good. Yeah, it's, it's my- cool. But I don't. I'm wondering if we're gonna get in trouble licensing wise because it's always from something else. It's always like a from like another album or a time magazine or something yeah I, like, I wouldn't mind him collaborating with like our photographer or something that's a good point i don't know how all that works yeah because now it's it's like a new one you when you cut it up and you put you make you change it it's like a new original art work yeah. but it's using somebody else's artwork. somebody else's it's kind of like using samples and music yeah. I, i'd imagine yeah he's great though his stuff is really good but also steve haney friend or not He's not giving you a bro deal, I don't think. I think it's like he charges a good amount for what he does. Yeah, well. <clears throat> and um, Dude, Steve is dope. Steve plays in my band. He plays in Shuffle and Bang. I'll probably see him tonight, too. He's a good. He's one of my good friends, man. A good, good percussionist. But um, that's like his side business, so he needs to make money off of it, too. Yeah. Um, but anyways, 
uh, I played a so I I don't know how I feel about this. Okay, not a soapbox. Just I don't know how I feel about this. I was weirded out by so remember the the infamous legendary session that I did that went went horribly cement blocks cement blocks yeah session. yeah I got more information about that which is funny um one one of the shuffle and bang sessions we were talking about him and Alan said that he was Alan's the engineer he said yeah I don't um I I had him in after your guys' session he had to finish up vocals he said he sat in the chair and overdubbed like tons and tons of vocals layered his vocals a million times Uh. he said alan said hey look man he said i wasn't down with the way you treated my those musicians yesterday we're not going to get into that i don't want to talk about that but you were very disrespectful he said so let's not even go there the guy completely disregarded what he said and was like no we're going to go there and just started talking crap on me and kevin freebie really and then (laughs) he's like i just said we're not gonna go there and he's like yeah man these guys blah 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 blah. they don't know what they're doing la di da di da di da okay does his stupid vocal stuff finishes the vocal stuff this is what kind of douchebag this guy is finishes his vocal stuff and then goes you know what i don't feel like i should pay you for this session he said i don't think i need to pay you for this one no and the guy's like you're right get out of my studio (laughs) you know what? Yeah, that's what kind of guy this guy is. I don't I don't think that I need to pay you for this one. What a scumbag. Total. He's like this guy is a complete mess. He's a complete psycho. And so this is the same guy that comes into my gigs all the time and is like just won't even say a word to us. He's still showing up? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a little while, but he'll just sit there and look. I'm like, "If you don't like me, why are you showing up to the gigs and seeing me play?" You're just looking at your phone the whole time. And then like, we'll get all, I, I, like, I'm like, I'm not even, don't even talk to, you better not even talk to me, fool. Don't even talk to me. Don't say hello. Don't look at me. Okay. I walk away. And then as soon as we walk away, he's starting to try to like holler at, at, at Lily. Really? And, like, I, I texted Lily one time, like, yo, that guy's a total scumbag. I wouldn't waste your time. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, come on. But anyways, I got hired on a separate session. Um, and it went really well, did my job, laid down the tracks, got paid, totally cool. Guys were easy to work with, really fun, stoked, blah, 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 blah. Well, anyways, um, but there, like, so, so I, I was worried why I'm saying all this is because I was worried that they were going to not hire me anymore for sessions in that studio because of that, those shenanigans. Yeah. So apparently though, like those guys hired me. So it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with, with the engineer, Alan, the guy who owns the studio. Cause I, I finally was like, I got to say something. So I was like, Hey man, you know, that one session that we had where that guy was a total scumbag. I'm like, I don't want that to like jade my reputation. You know, like I've worked with you enough that I think, you know, that I can do, I I'm a good session guy and I I'm fast and efficient and I can, you know, deliver what you guys want. Yeah. I said, but I really like doing sessions for you guys and I'm bummed out because I haven't gotten any more work after that session. And I'm said, I'm like, so I'm wondering if there was something that was said, maybe my attitude toward that guy, you, you know, and he's like, no, 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 no. It was nothing like that. Don't even worry about that, man. You're totally good. He's like, it's just, it was just that one guy. It had nothing to do with me and blah, 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 blah. So then the next week I got called for a session and it was like, 
back to work as usual. Nice. But then I see a picture on Instagram where the other guy that I was working with regularly, I was working with this guy like I was getting hired almost weekly for these sessions. He would use me, James East, Bobby Caressi, and then he plays guitar. And that we were like his go-to studio guys. Um, they he 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 works with all these song these artists, and he's the songwriter. So he he was in the studio. So I see a picture, and it's Bobby James East, another drummer. Who is it? And that guy, I don't know. He's huh. like an older guy. And I was like, for a minute, I was like, bro, like what did I do? Yeah. Or are those guys like my homies? Like, nah, don't call Corey. Call this guy. Dude, I know I know these I know some of these guys are like that, man. Really? Yeah. So, um James, I don't know if James would ever do that. Um, but maybe. Did James play on the main stage at NAM this year? Yeah. I, with I, his brother. Saw, I saw like, yeah, a, a clip with Nathan East and a whole bunch of famous people that I saw in the back. James was yeah. there laying down. James plays, <laughs> I was like, yes. plays with his he like so his brother will play lead bass and then he'll play he'll he'll hold it down. That's so cool. Yeah. So anyway, it's funny sorry. during that time we were waiting for earth, wind and fire. And I didn't know that, like, I wasn't sure if they were going to play for sure. And I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally I'm like, dude, there was a guy that played and I was just like really self-indulgent and just not the kind of, not the kind of thing I'm into. I'll just say that. And so mm. I was like, I'm out of here. I gotta, I gotta eat. My ankles killing me. I gotta go eat. So I needed some time away from Nam. I was freaking losing it. And, um, Right when I was walking away, they were like, let's give it up for this bass player. He's played with so many people. Welcome, Nathan East. Blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Nathan East. This James. And I texted J- James and Marcel, like, we have this ongoing joke. Anytime Nathan is in the room, I'm always, I always text him and say, hey, man, can you guys get me into the room tonight? Because Nathan East is going to be there. Because whenever Nathan East is playing in town, James said his phone is blowing up with people like, hey, man, Eric Clapton's in town. I know your brother's playing. Can you get us tickets? Uh. And he gets so bummed. And I, so I always do it as a joke. Like That's anytime so I see up. Nathan, Nathan East came and sat in with us at Eddie V's and I texted James like, Hey man, you think you could get me in tonight? <laughs> <laughs> so he, I see Nathan on stage and I text James and Marcel and I take a picture and I'm like, Hey, can you get me into Nam to see your brother tonight? And then James is like, can you get me in? And I started laughing and then he sends me a picture from the stage and I'm like, Oh, you are here. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't really mean can you get me in? I'm already here. I'm just kidding. But and then I was walking away, and then I found out that 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 next day at um or the the that Sunday, he's like right when they announced Nathan East, he's like I was walking on stage and playing, and I'm like I missed James playing right then and there. Dang it! I walked away at the wrong time, like an idiot. Son of a b. So yeah. Anyways, that studio session, I was a little bit bummed, but then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna still do my thing, and I do. I do it every day, Phil. Nice. So I don't really need that session. I was just, you know, nobody likes being in that situation where it's like, dude, did I piss somebody off? Did I say the wrong thing? Yeah. Maybe I'm just not the right guy. They think I don't have the right style. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this guy ain't really like impressing me that much. Like, not that it's up to me, you yeah. know, but I, you know, it's just like, it's a bummer. It's like, I don't, I, don't, I like to keep my gigs and everybody that they normally use is still on the session. So what the heck did I do? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's like a buddy from out of town. Who knows? Yeah, but this is this is like continual. Like they, yeah, whatever, dude. I don't need to do it. I got too many things going on. Oh, I did a home session. Yeah, can I need to talk to you about that after this? Okay, but anyways, how'd that go? Awesome. 
I've you got to you got to gig overdubbing drums for somebody drums for somebody. Yeah, I got yeah, I was just doing recording drums at my house for a producer. Everything sounds man, you're great. Lucky man, it's uh, it was interesting. I've never recorded drums like this. But Can I overdub I, drums at your house like this week? Maybe. I have to do this if thing for Marcel if, if and the he's bugging me out. If I can get the get you in there and fit the schedule. Okay. But um Can I use my own snare? No, have to use mine. Dang it. Just kidding. Um I did uh I I never recorded drums like this. I did it everything like a la carte. Like I did um like just the snare drum. Just doing like brushes. Oh cool. a bunch of different brush patterns. Then with sticks. And then I did like just toms some like tom wow. stuff i did a kick drum all by itself i did symbols pro- oh i see so himself. he's he's so gonna I, like program it himself um no well i mean i did i played i like wrote drum parts and stuff but i gave him a lot of options and they're all isolated there's no bleed from nice. one part to the next so he can like really pick and choose what he wants where that's dope use different and everything's yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. I've never done it like that. It was dude, super sound, fun, dude. They sound so good, too. Though. It makes like, you think different, too. Yeah. I wanted to do that on an AgriLights Agri record when I had my broken leg. I wanted to just do one thing at a time or just overdub hi-hat. Yeah. And um, But they wouldn't go for it. Um, okay, we need to take a break, and then we need to bring on our guy. Um, so let's do that now. Yeah. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. Got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, Funky Phil. Yeah, yeah, we got someone special on the line, big time. Oh boy. Okay, hold on. I'm not even gonna say that. I'm not even gonna say this yet. All right, let me say this. Went to State University of New York, studied jazz. Yes. Um, played in the Hope Conspiracy. None more black. Paint it black. Digital Daggers, Pure Love, Boy Sets Fire, Meg Myers, The Rentals with Matt Sharp. Played, plays with Seal Phil. Baby! <laughs> plays with the Bronx. Played in Sharp Shock for a little while after I left. This dude has, is doing some real stuff, man. I saw him play on the Flogging Molly Cruise with the Bronx. Yes. This is a real, this is a real deal drummer, Phil. This is not a joke. Clearly. <laughs> Please welcome. You guys are talking me up. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Jared Shavelson to the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Jared, what's up, man? <laughs> what's going on, guys? Man, it's been a few weeks coming. We've been trying to get you on. It's our bad, but we're so happy that you decided to forgive us and come on the show this week. Thank um, you so much. I'm, I'm, I'm honored. Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be a blast. Yeah. Um, 
think we were talking about this on the on the cruise actually yeah yeah dude that was that was fun man that was fun hanging out like i i gotta be honest though i feel so bad about this but like the first night you stopped me and you're like hey man you're Corey, right and i'm like yeah hey what's up man and you know like on that cruise everybody's like either a musician or just like a cool hang but yeah. I, dude i get like i get really weird like social anxiety so like i was like hey hey man <laughs> and you're like hey dude you used to play in sharp shock right and i'm like yeah and i was like I, like you know I'm, okay like cool and then you're like yeah i replaced you in sharp shock for a little while i did the video and then i was in there for a little while and i was like oh cool but I wasn't like, it wasn't really like, I don't know what I was feeling like, just like overly anxious, I guess. And so I think it was the first night too. It was the first night. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, it was totally like, it wasn't weird at all. You know, it was totally fine. It was more me, but I just thought like, oh, well like, okay, that's cool. Like you played in sharp shock. And then I didn't, I didn't, I thought you were just a guy that was on the boat. And then I didn't really put it together until like probably the third or fourth night <laughs> that you were playing in <laughs> in Mariachi El Bronx. And so the whole time we were on there, I was like, dude, the drummer in Mariachi El Bronx is killing. Dude, this dude is killing. And then uh, one of the guys was like, I he was one of the guys in your band, the guitar player, saw me at dinner with my wife. And I'm like, hey, my wife is a big fan of Mariachi El Bronx. And so I was like, that's the guitar player right there. And so then he came up and he's like, hey, man, like, what's up dude hi good to see you and i go bro you're drummer man and he's like yeah he's he plays with seal too and i'm like really and i didn't put two and two together that it was the same you're the same guy that was like talking to me and i and like it was probably obvious when i like i saw all you guys at dinner i was like dude you're a killer at drum and then i'm like wait a minute you're the one that was playing in sharp shock too. And you're like, yeah, duh. Like <laughs> I'm like, it's a typical me, dude. That's typical me. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, out of context, I have to realize that sometimes like it is a boat with 3,500 people on yeah. it that are all like there to see a band or many bands or, you know, some of them are in the bands, but out of context, there was really no way of you knowing. And I, <laughs> I guess I should have realized that when I went up to you and, you know, I know who you are because, I came into a band that you were in. Yeah. So obviously there's pictures of you already existing, but why would you know who I am? <laughs> this doesn't make sense the other way. So that, that was my fault. I, I get a little scatterbrained sometimes when I see somebody yeah. and I just start talking. You know what and, though, man, I saw you play with, with, um, I saw you play with Mariachi El Bronx before. And then that time I was like, dude, who is this drummer? Like then <laughs> I was like, dude, but, um, I, you know what it is too is like you're you're on stage you're always wearing the sunglasses and like it's I don't know what it is I don't know what it was man I didn't put two and two together that's a typical I do that so often I did that with Ricky Fitness from Aquabats uh, you know a funny story about Ricky Fitness well first off it's easy to not recognize Ricky Fitness yeah yeah well exactly costume. <laughs> he's so, always um, in a costume yeah so I am Ricky Fitness's uh, cousin really. Um, Sweet J Fitness, where I I did a, a three week tour with the Aquabats in England uh-huh. uh, about two years ago. I played drums for Ricky. Cool. Um, so I'm not really his cousin. Okay. <laughs> so if there's Aquabats yeah. fans out there listening, like I'm sorry, I'm not really his cousin. <laughs> but, That's a great name, though. Sweet J yeah. Fitness. That's great, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I did, I did a three week tour for, um, for the Aquabats filling in for Ricky when he couldn't do it. Uh, that was really, really a fun gig. And 
you know, it's just a little mask. It's not a lot. Right. But it, it makes it way harder. You can't really see what's going on around you. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't see the sides of the stages and who's doing what. So it's hard to read off each other. And the Aquabats live show is not oh, just music. Crazy. I mean, there's, it's a, yeah, there's a production. So you have to kind of always be aware. So that was a, it was a really challenging gig. Ricky, Ricky's got that thing dialed in. Man, I saw him one time. So, I mean, we go, we go way back. We've done some, some like tours together and stuff when like back in the day. And so, but I haven't seen him in years. And, um, I was, I was having a day, man, where I was just dealing with like anxiety or something. And me and my wife just wanted to get away and we went to the beach and we went, we went to the beach in Encinitas where we like never really go. Ricky was there with his family and so we're like laying out our towel and I'm just like in my, in my zone or whatever. And like he walks up, he's like, Corey, Hey, what's up, man? And I've fully just treated it as like some guy that just knows me, the drummer, you know, like not like another, I didn't even put it together that it's him one. And I didn't put it together that it was like another drummer, like a great drummer. And so I just was kind of like very short, like, Hey man, like, yeah, yeah. Good to see you. And then just like kind of walked away. <laughs> I felt so stupid, dude. And then I reached out to him like, Hey man, like you got to understand, dude. Like sometimes it's not you, dude. It's just sometimes I have these issues, you know, and it's not like anything really big, that big of a deal. I felt like I was a real jerk to you and I, I shouldn't have been. And, and like, he never responded and I'm like, Oh man, he still has never responded. Never. No. <laughs> Oh, we should call him. I know. I felt so bad though, dude. It was like, cause I'm like, I'm, I'm always been a huge fan of his. I thought he was a great, I think he's a great drummer. You know, he was always so nice to me whenever my band is toured with him. And I'm like, I, I want to have him on the show, you know? And it was just like, ah, what a gosh, I ruined it, dude. So. Oh, I don't think you ruined it. He's, <laughs> he's a busy guy as well too. I'm sure yeah. he's just, you know, I'm sure he's, he's very forgiving. And I bet, I, I bet you he doesn't even remember it being as intense or as serious as you do. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Anyway, it makes me feel better. So that it means that like, you know, I'm just not that forgettable. To you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dude, I felt so the stupid. Whole world like, is that forgettable to you. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to like, you know, how am I going to go? Like when I saw you guys at dinner, you know, I was just like, dude, you're such a great drummer. <laughs> like, I'm sorry for like my stupid, the way I am sometimes, you know, it's like, but yeah, oh, man, it's, <laughs> it's fine. It, it was great to watch you play. You guys uh, thanks, had, man. you guys had an interesting setup happen where you had to switch to a yeah a stage that didn't even exist until you guys played. That was a weird situation. Yeah, they that was completely different kit I was playing on too, and like, um, it was fun though. That that was weird because it, I felt like our show inside that night. Basically, what happened was our we were supposed to play outside by the pool. That was the only stage that they were using for outside and and it got rained out. So they moved us into the theater and they just had to like their whole crew, like all hands on deck built the back line. But I felt like our show came alive when we did it in there because it was, that's normally the kind of rooms that they're used to playing. You know, Um, I thought it was great in there. It was, I mean, out of all the bands on that cruise, uh, having you guys be in that room was, was perfect. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. It's like, I love, I love playing with Hepcat too, man. They're, um, they're, I'm not in that band. I was just like hired to sub that gig. So it's, it was, um, it was a lot of fun. That's one of my favorite bands, you know? So yeah, it was really, it was really cool. Um, yeah, we played about a band or two before you, I think right before the rain came. Oh, really? And, um, and it was, 
it was really, really hard to play. Um, you know, cause I have to play a stand up cocktail kit with Mariachi El Bronx yeah. and, um, we were, the storm was coming in. So I'm standing up, but you know, I don't know if you've ever played a stand up kit, but you really are just standing on one leg the whole time. Right. Your balance and the, the waves were hitting the side of the boat. It was rocking back and forth. Oh my God. The, the wind was hitting super hard that it was pushing the cymbals over. So we had sandbag the entire kit cause it was all starting to fall over. Oh, um, <laughs> oh and, my God. And Mariachi El Bronx uses <clears throat> all, um, acoustic instruments. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have any electronic instruments or pickups that are going to block wind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you could only, all you could hear the whole time was just the wind blowing into every single mic. And, you <laughs> wow. know, there's eight people and multiple mics for, for them on stage. So it was really weird. Gig and hard to, you know. So the second show being midday uh, or like as the sun was going down, it was like, we weren't moving. We were, it was just a, that was way better. But that first show was really challenging. Yeah. You guys still totally killed it, man. My wife was wow, so stoked. Oh my gosh. My wife was so stoked. She was just dancing <laughs> and like, she's like flogging Molly Cruz isn't really her thing. You know, but, but, um, she was, I was like, when I told her you guys were playing, she was just like, what? She was so happy. Like, yeah, it was really cool. And me as well, of course, you know, you guys absolutely killed it, man. So, um, some of your other gigs, man, you play, you tour with, with seal. Um, I do. Yeah. I've been playing with seal since about, uh, actually a year now. I started last February. Cool. Yeah. How's that gig, man? What's it like? You know, and uh, we've been listening to Kiss Kiss of a Rose. What is it? Kiss from a Rose? Kiss from a Rose. Yeah, we've been listening to that all morning. (laughs) We've had to play that on some cover band gigs, man. It's like, it's not an easy song to play. That feel is like, it's it's crazy, but yeah. No, it's it's really tricky. And uh, I think it goes uh, a long way for like songwriting when you you hear something that you don't recognize how tricky it is, but little turnaround right. in, in the middle of a phrasing of the verse. Um, but it becomes commercial still. And, uh, that just goes to show like, you know, what an incredible artist he is. Yeah. Writer he is. Um, I have the, I, I have listened to the original solo drum tracks that Harvey Mason did on that. Uh-huh. <sighs> <I> tell you <laughs> that, is, that is something else. Wow. Man, I'd love to hear that it's incredible. Like it's seriously just, you know, it's, it's so creative and you can tell that there was, that there was a live recording in the process and you could tell that everyone's playing off of each other. And, um, you know, it's something that, that I think goes a long way that isn't necessarily lost today because there are bands that still do that. But when you hear it, it's, it's very noticeable when someone's doing a live recording with people that are, playing off each other not just playing their one part that's been predetermined yeah well man i've heard some live footage of you playing it it sounds it sounds epic man just so much space so much room yeah that's you know that's kind of what i want to do my approach to playing with with seal is um is to let him i want to give him a nice backbone and let him have as much freedom as he wants to dance around what i'm doing and and very often we, we kind of catch up with each other and it's like playing in a jazz band. You know, we, 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 we don't really have anything set in stone. A lot of the songs are, um, really free formed. Like, uh, there are some songs with, with some computer stuff, but for the most part, it's, it's just us 
riffing off each other and seeing where it goes. And, you know, sometimes it gets really close to falling apart, you know? Um, it's, I've never, since I've been playing with him, I've never had it fall apart, but it's gotten really close (laughs) to the point where we've gotten off stage and just looked at each other like, "Wow." wow, that's about as close as it can get. And, uh, but we, but there's this energy that comes from that, you know, you never rehearse this and someone goes one place. So you follow them and, um, and you don't really know how to get out of it. And everyone's trying to, to grasp for a little bit of control to see where you're going to go. And, uh, you know, it gets to that point where once you finally do pull it together, and you all make that change together. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of what creating music like why I started doing it in the first place. It's, it was, uh, it's one of those things that just brings you a little bit closer each time it happens, you know, and we get off stage and we just give each other a big hug and just go like a big laugh. And like, that was, that was really intense, you know? Um, yeah, it's really amazing. I wouldn't think that. And we did this thing, you know, we've done that. We just did rock and Rio. We were playing, um, we were the last group to play on one of the stages. So, you know, it's, dark at rock and Rio with as many people as you can see as far back and the wow. lights are going the Ferris wheel there. And it's just absolutely stunning to look at and the, the energy that you get from, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a hundred thousand people. Wow. I have no idea how many people are there, but it's just unbelievable. And that doesn't change the way that we performed. Um, so we still made those risks and we still went for those, those changes that have never been there. Um, we wow. still just, had a guest singer that you know we'll just go for it and and it's just uh it's just so fun it really Man. is i would never guess that that gig would be like that you know yeah, like that sounds, on that level that's that sounds so, so cool, cool. <laughs> yeah that's really cool um, yeah the, there's a lot of stuff that happens on this gig that i i, I mean it it to me it's everything i've ever done in my career and in my training mm-hmm. all comes as one um studying jazz we've done things in italy where we had to last minute play uh, six jazz standards that we've never rehearsed. And some of the band has never played before, and, wow. you know, and they're, they're his versions of them, but you know, because I, because they're standards, I've, I've, I know them, Yeah, you know? So I was able to make that happen. Um, you know, incorporating computers and, and backing tracks into stuff and understanding how to work my way through Ableton and logic mm-hmm. and pro tools. Um, that's come into play a lot too. Cause I also run, playback when we use it wow um you know everything i've ever practiced or you know been interested in has definitely been used with this band that's really cool man that like you know you have that training because that adds you know aside from your your wonderful playing it adds another element that makes you hireable you know what i mean they don't have they don't have to hire another guy to run all that stuff you're like dude i'll just do it (laughs) and it's like you know it makes it even better and easier for them that's really cool it does make it easier for them sometimes i wish that i didn't know how to do all that stuff yeah because it it, it's a it's a bit distracting from from the music Mm -hmm. you know when you're having to like in the middle of a song change a stem that's playing or you know, play with one hand to go into the computer and, you wow. know, tune something that like maybe we changed the tuning and, you know, we didn't adjust it on the playback or, you know, there's things like that that happen. So it does make it a little more stressful, but Dang, every time dude. you do it, it makes it a little easier the next time. That's intense, man. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so you're like producing while you're playing drums on stage. 
Dude. Yeah, we're all just doing our part to make sure that we make the show as good as possible, and he's not going to slow down, so yeah, uh, I can't as well, you know? Wow. Um, we don't have much time with you, but we do have a listener question that we want to get on. It's a similar question. Yeah, great. Phil, who's it from? Uh, my buddy, Brian Manser. Brian Manser. Okay. Yeah. He says, um, what's it like working with Matt Sharp in the rental? So Matt Sharp is from Weezer, right? Yeah, Matt Matt is from Weezer. He was involved with uh, Weezer through Pinkerton. Okay. And, uh, and then he was doing the rentals at the same time. And... Um, 2015, I believe, maybe 15 through 2017, I had been playing with Matt and his band, The Rentals. Cool. Um, and in 1996, they had a song called Friends with P. Okay. And, uh, Friends of P, sorry, Friends of P. And that was the big song around the same time of, uh, of Weezer still being, you know, on top, Friends of P came out and, um, yeah, so Matt was kind of on top of the world and a total legend. And I mean, every time you hear him play bass, it's, it's very noticeable. Yeah. Uh, so what it was like to work with him was incredible because he's he's very creative, and you know those songs are are what I grew up on. So when you actually start playing these songs and and being with the person who created these songs, it was it was uh it was unreal. Not to mention my first gig with them was at the Yokohomo arena in uh in japan and we played um with um hunter bergen was playing bass and um we had you know hunters from afi and hunter's a, a good friend of mine as well so it was like a good rhythm section we already had a nice connection you know but uh tim wheeler was playing guitar as well and tim wheeler is the singer for ash Cool. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with Ash. Um, I don't think I am. Uh, Phil? So Ash was... No? No. Sorry. <laughs> no. Ash is a great band, but they did... Um, They had... We played two of two Ash songs as well with Tim. Nice. We did um, uh, Kung Fu and Girl from Mars. So Matt playing bass for these songs. It was just... It was just amazing. Um. Yeah. So working with Matt is definitely like, it's, it's incredible. Not to mention, we also traveled with all analog synths. So wow. that's a whole nother story every day having, you know, six or eight analog synths coming in. Uh, you know, that's, wow. they're very moody <laughs> instruments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like an all-star band, like all-star cast of musicians, you know, and then, and then running working with all that like fancy equipment is like adds a whole nother element. Yeah, that's cool. It was fun. And it was really important to him because it's the sound and it's, it's the way that it, it translates and kind of the, the, the way that they are a little finicky. So nothing's ever really perfect with it. And it all has that character. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, you know, but also just being a huge fan of Matt Sharp, it was, it was really incredible to, uh, to get to know him and tour with him for as long as I did. Man. Very cool. Um, yeah. all right. Well, what's, what's your boy's name again? Sorry, Brian. Yeah. Brian, I hope that answers your question, man. Um, thanks for, thanks for, uh, writing that in. Okay. We have three minutes. Can we get on the, the wheel of death for three minutes? Okay. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm just not even transitioning, just spinning it. Let's go. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> all 
right. We might get to like one or two. Maybe probably one. Uh, all right. What's the best way for you to waste a day? Like non-music wise. Oh, boy. Well, there we go. Well. <laughs> get phone I mean, calls from random people you? on the show. <laughs> is that me? No, nah, it was me. <laughs> oh. Don't tell people how janky like our show is, all right? <laughs> I thought that was like the waiting tone while I'm trying to figure out the answer. <laughs> Maybe it should be. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, yeah dudes. Just, yeah. Uh, the best way for me to waste a day, um, I just get, I'll get on my bike and um, just ride around. Heck yeah. With my friends. Um, I mean, I, I try and do that every day. For a while, I was racing bicycles. And I was a mechanic for on bicycles what? for like 10 years. And, yeah. Dude. Um, so this was, this was like kind of my, my thing outside of cycling. Uh-huh. And so now still to this day, like, you know, I'll get on my bike and, you know, it's, I can't really do what I used to mm-hmm. cause I'm like 20 pounds heavier, but, <laughs> um, you know, a good 20 to 40 mile or something ride. Yeah. And then, you know, just, just enjoy being in Los Angeles, especially the fact that it's winter and I could still do that. Dude, that's exactly my same exact how to waste a day. I'm like so indecisive. Really? Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> really? Yeah. I had no idea. We could like have been talking bikes? about road bikes, yeah. Well, what let's let's talk let's talk bikes. <laughs> what, what, what kind of bike are you riding? I ride a Massey Evolutioni. Um Okay. It's I and uh yeah, it's nothing like super crazy special, but it was like the bike I got it a few years ago and it's the bike I ride like all the time. And then I have a fixed cool. gear too, but I never really ride my fixed gear. I have a leader. Yeah. Um, so uh, on your your mossy, what do you what do you? Because um, you're out in where where are you? Based? I'm in San, you I'm in North San Diego in Oceanside. Oh yeah, great riding down there. Yeah, beautiful. So I ride like probably two or three days a week. Um, it's cool. It's been like a little hit and miss these days, but man, I'm so like for the past like probably like twelve years, twelve years for the past. Like since 2012, I've been like every week writing and I, I was way more into it. Um, like when I was playing in the band Sharp Shock, I mean, uh, when I was playing the band uh, Suede Head, that's when I like was, we got like really into it. Me and a couple of the guys in the band and I was writing like cool. almost every day and um, dropped a bunch of weight, got super into it. And, um, and then like all my friends started like fizzling out and then I just, I was like, dude, this is what I love to do. So I'm going to do it by myself, even if I have to just roll by myself, you know? And so yeah, and then, um, me and I know, you know, Dan Smith, we were talking about, I know he's into cycling too. And, um, yeah, we were talking about it, but we never went on a ride together ever. Even when we were in the band together, I don't know why we never did. Um, yeah, I've never been on a ride with Dan either. Um, and I remember talking to him when he was getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, by that point I'd already slowed down a lot because, I had a really bad accident and I had to go oh, no. in 2012. I did a tour in England. It was actually pure love's first tour, but I had just been hit in a training ride oh. and I had uh, broken my collarbone, dislocated my shoulder, cracked a couple ribs oh. and had a concussion. Oh. And then two weeks later I got on a plane and went and did this tour. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How did you so, play with a broken I, collarbone? You just got it plated? No, I didn't get it plated. I had, um, I had a sling that I would take off every day. And I set my drums up so that I could just move my torso. I couldn't move my, my right arm. So oh I would just move gosh. my torso around to hit different cymbals and drums that I needed to. Wow. And I was on a lot of pills. Yeah. 
<laughs> Damn. Yeah. Dude, I did I did this similar thing, man. Mine was a, a motorcycle crash, though, a dirt bike crash, and it shattered my heel. It was my kick drum Ooh. foot. And um I couldn't play. I was on crutches for five months, but like when I did warp tour it was the same. I was on pills every day and just trying to do like really sore, but just try to make it work, you know, like you gotta you gotta do it. I haven't had a bad cycling accident yet though, you know, like I'm uh, I mean, it's not fun, you yeah. know, like you don't have much protecting you. So, right. Right. Um, but you know, that, so I stopped racing after that and, um, and had a long talk with some of my, my friends and some of the companies that I work with and they pretty much just put it into perspective that it's like, you know, one or the other. So yeah. no more racing and I don't do big group rides anymore. And now I just ride with my friends or by myself. Yeah. Um, but it's still a big part of my life, a huge community for me. That's um, so awesome. Los Angeles is based around the bike shop I worked at and, and cycling. That's so cool. So before we let you go, what's, what kind of bike do you ride? I got to know. <laughs> uh, I have a Parley Z zero. Okay. I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Parley is a, a custom company out of Massachusetts. Okay. And so when I was working at the shop, we were a Parley dealer and, um, I had a frame built for me oh, and they dope. sent it to me and I, I, I put it together by myself, um, because that's what I did. So I ride a Parley Z Zero road frame with a, a Shimano Durace Di2 and MV3 four wheels. So yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about up. If these our listeners are probably like, "What the heck are you guys talking about?" But like, I'm yeah. I've been talking about um, upgrading. I I ride uh, I use SRAM, but I have like I don't even remember what I have um, on it. It's not it's not like the red stuff. I have a whole group set of red, but I don't I never put it on. But I want to get their like the the their Bluetooth like electronic shifting stuff. It's like fairly sure. affordable. But I was like, I just told my wife, yeah. I want to make some upgrades to my bike, or maybe I just want to get a new bike. And well, yeah. you can get a new bike now with that stuff already installed yeah. on it for It'd what it would cost for you to do the upgrade. Exactly. So I might as well just do that. I, I'll probably still hold on to my bike. Phil is like Phil's sleeping right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. It's just so. Tell open. you what. Reach out to me. I could help you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I could definitely help you. Okay. We'll talk off off the air. We'll talk more about it, and I can I can help you out if you have questions about it or. Cool. I even know people down in San Diego if you need help too. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I was like, it started off with like, I want to get new wheels and like, I wanted to get some carbon clinchers. And then I was like, dude, by the time I do that and get this whole group set, I'm like, I might as well just get another bike, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, you can do that together. I've got wheels. I could even probably just, just sell you for cheap. Yeah, dude, I might, I might be hitting you up for that. That's cool. Um, yeah, man, you should do it. Like even tonight, tonight is my, um, my birthday party that uh, oh, I cool. do every year for like the past three or four years. Um, we do it at this pretty grimy billiards hall mm. and it's me. It's a shared birthday with me and my, my friend, Phil Guyman, who is a ex pro cyclist. Wow. And so just still very much involved in, in just cycling. That is yeah. so awesome, man. I, I know a lot of drummers too, that are into it there. Um, I know you, you know, um, Oliver Charles, he's, uh, he's, uh, I do know Oliver. Yeah. yeah. He's married to, yeah, to of course you know him. Yeah. What am I thinking? I know he's in no, a I cycling met Oliver, too. Yeah. I met Oliver through the bike shop actually. Oh, crazy. What a small world. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a community within a community, you know, the drum world and like the, you know, cycling world. But I've, I've talked to him about doing a ride together sometime and he's, uh, he's always like, yeah, let's do it. But you know, it just never happens. So. But yeah, I actually built his bike, his Pegoretti. I built it. Really? 
That's so yeah. That's so crazy. I had no idea. We were, we could have been just sitting down talking bikes the whole cruise, dude. <laughs> uh, bike brigade. Bike brigade, totally, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man. Well, um, yeah. okay, we're gonna that's have what to. I do to that's that's what I'll do to fill my time. You know, obviously, you said outside of practicing and music yeah. and stuff too, but you know, I'll, I'll I'll definitely squeeze a bike ride in and still go to the studio and play. Cause I just started a new band and yeah. you know, I only have about seven or eight bands going at this time. So I decided it would be a good idea. to start a new one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's the same way. That's, I mean, it's a regular, I try to keep it as a regular part of my program man. like, even though I'm, I'm really out of shape these days I've taken, I got sick and I, I couldn't ride for like two months and then I'm like, it's really affected me, man. You know, like, so, but, sure. but, um, it's, I have to keep it as like a regular part of my deal because it's, it helps you with your stamina and you know, it, it just helps in so many ways. It helps keep you in shape. And so people yeah, ask great. me like, what is part of that's I consider that to be like, it's not practicing on the drums, but it's like one of the things that is part of my stuff, you know, like I got to put cycling is in the mix of like, man, keeping me healthy and keeping me going. So it's oh, for sure. Like I mean, that. I could do a two hour set and not get winded anymore exactly. because of it, you know, cause it allows you to deal with that, that extended cardio workout. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I still do that, but, um, right now I'm just focusing my new band doing our first shows this weekend. So this, this week I probably won't have time to do much writing cause we have to learn our songs. That's cool though. What's your new band called? The new band's called ways away. It's cool. with, uh, Jesse Barnet singing from, uh, from stick to your guns. Oh, nice. And, um, Sergi Lupkoff plays guitar and he's from Sam. I am and Napstack. Wow. Um, and then Ian Smith is playing bass and he is from uh, racket club. Very cool. So really cool band. Um, if you're a fan of Sam, I am or any nineties punk bands, um, it's, it's, it's much, it's, it's along those lines. Um, that's very cool, man. Hey, I feel bad yeah. we've we've kept you longer than we said we would. So, um, oh, we're, what we're gonna yeah. have to do though is um, we're gonna have to um, bring you on again. That's why we don't do the like, how did you get your start in music kind of interview. <laughs> we do like okay. just what are you working on now or what's what's relevant, you know. So we're gonna have to schedule you again and then take up some more of your time sometime. And um, uh, I'd love to. Maybe yeah. I can. Uh, maybe we could do it at a time where I come down. Yeah, we can go for a bike ride first. That would be kill twenty minutes of uh, of the interview talking about our bike ride. <laughs> that sounds like a better idea. Let's do that. <laughs> um, so, um, if people want to get in touch with you or come see you, follow you, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, the best way is just Instagram. It's just Jared Shavelson is the handle. So J A R E D S H A V E L S O N. Cool. Uh, long name, but you know, once you start typing it out, there's not too many that'll pop up. So. Um, that's probably the best way I'd say. Nice. All right. Yeah. So definitely give Jared a follow Jared. Thank you so much for coming on the drum brigade podcast episode 69. We're going to have you on again. We'll just have to schedule it. And, um, yeah, thanks for taking the time, man. We appreciate it. Thank you guys. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to talk to you. Let's, let's make the other one happen. Um, somewhat soon if possible. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, guys. Take care. You too. Later. Drum Brigade Podcast. Oh, yeah, Phil. Yeah. Hey, I I owe you an apology. 
No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Why? We didn't hear what you like to do to waste your time. I don't waste really get to waste any time. <laughs> you like to hang out <laughs> with your babies. Yeah, which isn't a waste. Dude. But, uh, yeah. I love hanging, hanging with the kids. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Jared, Jared is a solid dude, as you can tell. Fellow cyclist nerd. Fellow cyclist. I'm telling you, we got to get... Um, <laughs> Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong, you, Jared. <laughs> Dude. I wouldn't say a word the whole episode. It would be great. He's, he's more serious than I am. He's <laughs> racing. He has a super, like, that bike that he's describing is for real. Very expensive. It's way cooler than yours. It's way cooler than mine. I don't even have a bike anymore. Dude, you know how far you can take this cycling thing? You can get a, like, you can get a bike that's, like, as much as a car. Yeah. It's like drums. Yeah. It'll get you from point A to point B, but you have to pedal. I used to have a cool road bike that I got in Philly. Yeah. Back it was from, a fixie, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Which was part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have brakes? Yeah. Or I had a, yeah, like for, I had a for an emergency, but yeah. um, the problem was living in Fallbrook. Yeah. It doesn't make sense with a so fixed far. gear or even a single speed. I actually got one of those things where, where you could flip, flip your wheel so yeah. it would have a free wheel. And even still, like it was, dude, going up those big hills with one gear, it sucks. It's terrible. That's why I never ride my bike anymore. I'm old, man. So I sold my bike. I'm 41 years old. I ain't going to be riding. I can't be riding no fixie, dude. Mm-mm. I don't live in the city. Mm-mm. It is nice having that bike to just jump on and off the train and go and go I to. I do kind of miss riding. I need to. I'm going to sell it, though. I got to sell it and get. I want to get another bike. Mine um, was a Surly. Do you know that bike? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Surly Fixie. Dude, it's so solid. Yeah. It's such a good bike. Um, man, thanks to Jared for coming on, man. Thank you. And that was that was a solid another solid dude, another solid interview. That dude, I'm telling you, man, that dude's a good drummer. He rips. He's a good drummer. Like I'm not just saying that. Like he's a good drummer, man. Like um obviously, you can tell by the the gigs he has and but it's cool that he's he's versatile too, you know. Um He's he's a good drummer, man. Good guy. Had no idea we were gonna. Dude, can you imagine if I like asked that question first? We'd still be talking about cycling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, dude, sorry if you guys aren't into cycling. Sorry, we just went on a tear, like just talking about my group set is this, and I want to get carbon clinchers, and they're like, "What is this about?" What's a carbon clincher? Those are wheels. So you can get two different kinds of wheels on your bike that are like. If you get carbon wheels, they're made out of carbon fiber. They're super light and they're super stiff. So Uh that means they're more efficient for you to be pedaling and it doesn't waste your energy by bending and stuff. Anyways, Mm. um, you can get tires that glue onto your, and they don't take an inner tube. The tire blows up itself and it's glued to your wheel. Those are called tubulars, I think. And then you can get carbon clinchers where it uses an inner tube and then your, your tire like clinches onto the wheel. What? Yeah. So I want carbon clinchers because I don't want to start. If I get a flat, it's harder to get a flat tire and they roll faster if you have tubulars on. But if you get carbon clinchers, it's a little bit slower, but if you get a flat, you can easily change your tire. So the tubulars are, I think they're called tubulars. They're made for racing. Uh, you have to glue them on your tire, whoa. on your wheel. So yeah, I want to get that's clinchers. In- that's intense. Yeah, Intense is a bike company too, by the way. Ooh. <laughs> Anyways, enough bike talk, guys. Sorry, sorry. You know, cycle brigade. Sorry, Phil. It's time for this. We're running out of time. Oh. I ain't trying to hear that right now.
Oh, yeah. This soapbox has been brought to you by the Drum Brigade. Yeah. Yeah, visit drumbrigade.com for our merch and all that jazz. I'm wearing one of our new shirts right Heck now. Yeah, I'm wearing one of our old shirts right now. That's a good shirt. But I, it's new, but it's old. It's a new old one. Yeah. Uh, dude, before I start this, our merch is super dope, bro. It is. It is super dope. Those new shirts... Like they're good. And I just made, I updated some of them so you can get like fancier ones. Um, you can get like high, high, what are they called? High profile? No. Like Phil, stop rubbing yourself. Can you hear it? Yes. You've been doing that the whole show, you know, I can hear it. it. (laughs) Phil loves his new shirt. He's wearing the cat playing drums right now. I really like that logo. I want it bigger. I want that on the front bigger. Well, I can make you one, but you got to buy it. Nope. Well, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm making some more. I, I'm gonna order some more. I want to order like eight more of them. Oh man, um, good stuff though. Good, good quality. You can get two different styles now though. You can get like the high quality T-shirt, which is um, I forgot what it's called, but it's like slim fitting and better material. Is and that then, what I'm wearing? Yeah. And then you can get the regular, like kind of like Hanes, um, style. It's like kind of more boxy fitting. Mm-hmm. Both are good though. So. It's up to you. It's a quality you get shirt. our faces on it. All right, soapbox time. Phil, what am I doing talking about merch some more? Gosh. Yeah, what happened? I'm mad right now. What happened? I'm super mad. Why are you so mad? Because I'm on a soapbox. What happened? I played a wedding expo a couple weeks ago. Great. Bro, <laughs> you guys all know how I feel about weddings, first of all, and wedding planners and bridezillas Wait, and the old me, people that tell me, us to quiet down. Did you play Uptown Funk? I don't remember. Probably. <laughs> play it every time dude i hate that stupid song I hate that song you get on a soapbox about that don't start that train phil sorry once that train starts it doesn't stop okay forget that time song what dude else? i show up it's a full it's nam show for weddings okay it's like a small nam show for weddings really yeah oh it's one of those things where they've got a bunch of different vendors, vendors set up their like food and stuff yeah like, hire us for your wedding yes they had tons of djs they had a string quartet had a booth they had and so you guys were there to so schmucky metals was the there schmucky metals so there's a full-on stage it was like in a ballroom at a high-end hotel in downtown san diego we got the full the whole stage but it's like it's like a wood floor stage and then like there's nothing in the backdrop there's no curtain or anything so it's just like it's loud on the stage yeah okay uh we show up we, how many how many wedding gigs do you think we play, dude? Like every Saturday for me is booked on a wedding or a corporate event. We know the drill. We know how to do it. We know how to play quiet. I play Eddie V's every week. It's quiet. Yeah. I know how to play. Yeah. It's not my first rodeo. Yeah. None of the people. We have, they hired a like 10 piece band, full horns, multiple singers, guitar, the whole nine. Okay. Set up my stuff. Um, immediately. Immediately, Kevin comes up to me and says, hey, I don't know if you've come across the owner of this expo, but she's the typical wedding planner in your face. I'm the boss kind of short lady. So if you if you don't want to get on your soapbox, stay away from this lady. Uh And I'm like, keep her away from me or else (laughs) I'm like, just keep her away from me. He's like, bro, she's the perfect storm of what sets you off. And I'm like, keep her away from me. This stupid, short, old Mr. Magoo looking, you know, Mr. Magoo is 
think so. He's like a cartoon character. Yeah. I don't remember if he was bossy or not, but this lady was that guy. Okay. Let me put it this way. We're setting up our stuff. She comes up to one of the singers. She comes up to Tino and she goes, she doesn't say, Hey, how are you? How's it going? Not friendly at all. She comes right up to Tino and goes, I don't know who you work for, but you work for production. Now I need these cables taped. And Tino's like, Oh, okay. And like starts taping them. I'm like, if she would have said that to me, I would have been like, cool. I don't know who you work for, but you better find somebody to do what you want. Cause I don't work for you. I got my job. Yeah. Okay. Mind you, I was, I was told that our little booth, which was like four by eight, maybe was $1,500 for that booth. So we're paying to be there. I wasn't paying to be there, but the company we're working for paid to have that booth there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody there had paid to, to have that stuff there. She starts talking to Kevin. She goes, my soapbox is about this stupid lady. Okay. Okay. So I was kind of getting that. Yeah. She (laughs) says that about, about Tino. I don't know who you work for, but now you work for me. Basically start taping these cables down. Not like, Hey man, if you have some time, if you, you know, if you wouldn't mind, could you No, I don't know who you work for, but now you work for me. Tape these cables down and he's there doing it like a freaking fool. Okay. Well, how much you paying me? Yeah. Okay. When you write my check, I'll listen to you. You're my boss. And even then I might not. What's my rate? (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't know who you work for i know who i work for and it ain't you lady yeah okay so she comes to kevin and then she goes so we work with a lot of bands or she said we've worked with bands before and she said we haven't played a note haven't we're not even plugged in yet your guys aren't going to be too loud are you and he's like i mean i don't think so we haven't started playing yet so what are you basing this off of <laughs> She's like, just don't be the band that everybody hates and then walks away. Bro, like maybe you say that after we start playing. Damn. Don't be the guy. Don't be the band that everybody hates. Mrs. Magoo. Bro. So I'm already like, who is this lady? You know me, dude. I'm already like, bro, keep her away from me. She better not say anything. She better not dictate some job to me because I'll laugh right in her stupid little short little face. (laughs) Get away from me, lady. Stupid little short, short little, little face. Little twice. Double little. <laughs> um, <laughs> short little, stupid little. Was her face like tiny in proportion to the rest of she her head? She had giant glasses that were thick on the edge of her nose. She's that lady, you okay. know? Um, and she's just storming around, just bossing people around. Yeah. She's that lady. Okay. okay. We start playing. Now, again... We start, like, let's ease into it. We normally have, like, an intro. For our showcases, we have, like, a big old intro, lots of drum fills, like, and then we come out swinging. We're like, no, let's not hit the intro. We almost did. Thank goodness we didn't. Let's ease into it. So we come out with, like, At Last or, like, um, Mm. um, what's the the Reverend Al Green song? Um, uh, What's that song called? Dun, 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 dun. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I forget. You know what song I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, okay, so we start with that. Totally mellow, dude. Just so mellow. Yeah. We're, we're playing very quiet. 
We're there for a reason. We paid money like all the other vendors. We're there to get other gigs. Whatever. Immediately, this lady is losing her mind. <laughs> uh, when I say losing her mind, she's freaking losing it. Like, mm-hmm. she might as well have been jumping up and down. Losing it. Oh, my God. What are you doing? You're so loud. Oh, my God. What are you doing? Like, freaking out. Freaking out. And she, so Eric is out there with his iPad mixing everything. She's like, you have to turn it down. What are you, what world are you living in where you think this is acceptable? This is crazy. Turn it down. Blah, blah, blah. Eric's like, okay. Turns it down. Uh, You need to turn it down more. This is not going to work. So he's like, okay. Turns off the mains. They're off. Off, off. Still losing her mind. Freaking out. Freaking out. And he's like, ma'am, the mains are off. They're not even on anymore. That's all stage volume. They need to play quieter. They need to play quiet. No. He's like, there's not much. You hired a 10-piece band. This is a grand ballroom. This is a grand ballroom. Huge room. She's like, there's people making deals on the floor here. You cannot be playing this loud. This is unacceptable. And he's like, you shouldn't have hired a band. We, we're playing 15-minute sets, dude. We're playing like 20, 15-minute sets. And then we're on break. Yeah. People can just listen to music for 15, 20 minutes. Three songs. You can't listen to three songs. So he's she's like you have to stop no we're paid to be here just like everybody else you know you think i want to be here she's like i get it you guys want it you guys well this was like so there's two occasions this happened i get it you guys just want to you want to jam we get it you want to play this is a gig for you and you want to play and he said excuse me no he's like we're not here to play he's like we're here to work this is a work gig for us to get other gigs. He's like, we don't do this for fun. This isn't our fun band. This is the, the schmucky metals is a work gig. Yeah. You guys have to stop. So we're like, fine. So we play three songs. We stop. We play our second set. Um, she's, she's, she's telling me everybody in here is complaining at you guys. You guys are absolutely ruining this event. You have to stop. All the people, she's like, all the vendors that are over here have complained. They've come right up to me and complained. They've come up to us and they're like, they're like, you guys are great. Do you have a card that we have demos? Oh, I'll take a demo. I want you guys to play at my wedding. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're like not, she's completely lying. They're completely loving us. Okay. Anyways, long story short, we play our second set freaking out. So she, she starts pointing at Drea. And she's pointing at her with like the evilest, meanest face. And she's like, turn it down now. Turn it down. And Drea's singing at last. And then she goes, hold on. And she like puts the mic. And then she says, come here. She leans down on the stage. She's like, come here. And then uh, she goes, I don't care what you're saying. She's like, the lady says, you need to turn it down now. This is unacceptable. And Drea goes, I don't know who you think you're talking to, but you're surely not talking to me. You need to adjust your tone before you start talking to me. And then she cuts her off and she says, I don't even need to talk to you. I own this event. And she's like, um, she's like, so I don't even need to, I don't even know why I'm talking to you. You're just one of the, like the lowly musicians. She's like, but I'm telling you as the owner of this event, you need to turn it down. I'm telling you turn it down. Drea said, I don't care who you think you're telling. She's like, you need to change your tone. And then you need to start your sentence with apologizing to me. And she said, I need to hear a lot more apologizing from you before I even tell anybody anything. The lady's like, Whoa. And she's like, and he better start that now because I don't want to have to come off the stage and put you in your place. Whoa. The lady was like, 
Like, <laughs> her face was just like, oh, like, no one's ever talked to me like that. Andrea's like, yeah, that's what I thought. And so she's like, okay, I'm sorry. You guys have to tell the drummer. He's too loud. And I'm like, I ain't doing, I'm yelling. I ain't doing none of that. I ain't doing none of that. I ain't turning it down. I ain't playing softer. I'm playing my gig. I don't work for you. I ain't doing none of that. And she's like, Drea's just like, yeah. So Drea walks away, pulls the mic away from her face after singing a verse, a beautiful verse of freaking at last. She yells at Kevin, somebody better go talk to this F and C before I get off the stage. Oh, no. <laughs> before I get off the stage and show her, like, show her what's up. Drea's Drea is is not oh having it, dude. So, like, the two worst people that this lady could have talked to was me or Drea. And, like, Drea was like, the lady was just like, oh, dude, it oh, was a mess. That's okay. amazing. So, we finished that set. And, we're like at this point we're like we don't care like we paid to be here we're doing our gig i don't care like i don't care if this stupid lady doesn't want us and all the vendors have individually come up to us and been like you guys are great they're not complaining at all that's so wild so we take a break we go we we she goes i'm getting the the coordinator the head head person of this hotel to come and tell you guys to turn it down so Little does she know, this is a funny situation, dude. She goes and gets the, the whoever it is, the general manager of the place. Eric used to do sound for that hotel. He used to be an employee of that, oh, no, really? that hotel. Yes. <laughs> he was in their audio department. So she goes, this is so-and-so. He's the general manager of this hotel, and he's here to talk to you. And then Eric goes, Oh, hey, whatever, Don, whatever his name is. Oh, hey, Don, how's it going? He's like, oh, Eric, what are you doing here? They give each other a hug. Uh, <laughs> and the lady's like looking like, wait, what? Wait, she's what? Like, what? No. She's like, dang it, my one thing, my one ship that I had. And he's just like, how you been, man? How's the kids? Oh, they're good. You know, and like, he's like, yeah, so, you know, she's saying that we're having a problem. Actually, we can hear you guys down. Is there anything you can do? We can hear you guys downstairs, but it's not that big of a deal. Eric's like, yeah, I mean, the mains are off, you know, but we're a 10-piece band. And How do you have the mains off? How could you hear the singers? He, it was coming out of the monitors, I guess. Really? Yeah, and it's whatever, dude. Who that's mind-blowing. You didn't have the vocals going through the mains. No, no. That's insane. Dude, that's how quiet we were playing, though. That's nuts. That's, like, literally how quiet we were playing. So he's like, so that didn't work. And then, um, so, so yeah, so Drea's like so fuming. She's so furious. She's like, let's go everybody downstairs drinks on me. So she buys a round of drinks for everybody. And then we go up and she's like, next time we play, I want to come out hot. I don't care if this lady doesn't want us to play. We're going to play. Did you do the intro? So we didn't do the intro, but we, we did like, we did like a, she has a version of a Stevie wonder song that we do. That's like of high energy, lots of horns. We did like a Latin song. We did like all this stuff. And dude, the string quartet is like dancing. The, like the, the vendors are all dancing. They're taking selfies. They're videoing us. I mean, it's like, dude, they're, they're totally stoked. Okay. Another guy comes up the, the manager of this event. Same thing. He's yelling at all of us. He's yelling at Eric. Eric's starting, um, starting a song. It's a guitar intro. He, he's pointing at Eric. Turn it down. Turn it down now. You need to turn it down. And Eric's just smiling at him playing the guitar. He's like, I can't. I'm playing. And he's like, stop. So we stop the song mid-song. Stop. Like, just end. And he's like, look, guys. I get it. I get it. 
you know, you guys want to be cool. You want to be in a band. I get it. You want to play a set. You know, you have to turn it down. He points at me. and He's like, dude, just use brushes. And he points at the horns. Uh You guys need to just play softer. You don't need a mic telling us. And I'm like, I'm not using brushes, bro. I'm like, don't tell me how to do my job. And he's just like, dude, give me a break. Just use brushes. Really? Oh, okay. I got to play an acoustic set and show people that we're an acoustic band for your wedding. That's what you want now? I'm like, no, bro. No. Shut up. And so so he's yelling at everybody. Quiet down. And then he's like, same thing. I get it. You guys just want to play. I get it. This is you. You finally have a gig. We're like, uh uh-uh. it, it, ain't, it ain't like that, bro. <laughs> he's like, Eric goes, no, we're not here to play. This isn't like a thing for us to, we finally get to play this event. It, it has nothing to do with us wanting to play. Okay. Like it's a Sunday morning. I have better things to do than to be here playing. I'm here because the company that we work for paid us to be or paid us and paid you for us to be here to get other gigs. We're playing a wedding expo because this is what we do. We play several tons of weddings every week, dude. It's the same reason every other vendor is there. Exactly. It's the same exact reason. It's not like the DJ is here because he wants to finally play a set Sunday morning. It's like so stupid. Yeah, you finally get to cook. Yeah, exactly. You finally get to make little tiny cakes. cakes. You want to cook cupcakes. I get it. Like, don't <laughs> level with me, dude. Don't don't try to be on our level. You have no idea what you know. We're we're not just uh, some lit local garage band that's like here to get over it. Get out of here with that. What a butt pipe. So yeah, we dude, we we came in. We played like as loud as we wanted, and the ladies the ladies mouthing to her that guy that I get it guy. Kevin said that he she's mouthing to him. Um, that's all right. We're gonna sue them. She's sue like, them. sue them, sue them. And I'm like, oh, I wish you would. I wish you would, lady. You have no idea what this is. On what grounds? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, she's saying that we're hindering business from happening. And then, so what we did, being being, you know, it's not the first time we've been told to turn down either. Yeah. Um, we played. Uh, we played uh, wagon wheel. Oh no! <laughs> Busted out the brushes. Play the brushes. Train beat thing. Took video of us playing that. So now it's like they can't say we didn't try. We used brushes, like they said. Took video of every all the other vendors dancing and like loving it, taking pictures. String quartet out there moving, dancing. Took video of all that so that when she says all these vendors were furious and they couldn't make deals because of you guys being so loud. We got video other that says otherwise, lady. Yeah. And so we're well like, played. sue D's, lady. Sue D's. <laughs> That's so bizarre. I've done, I've done a couple of those, and they're never, I've never had that. Like this, we, this lady was completely next level. Dude. Last time I did one of those, it was just like turned into like an epic dance party. But yeah. And, and, that, that's how this was. I mean, nobody, everybody was like coming up and just like, man, you guys are great. Wow. We're like, lady this lady was going to be mad at us no matter what she was that person. Yeah. She was, she was love tooting her own horn about like how she's, she's the owner of this company and all this stuff. That is crazy. Anyways, that's what happened. I ain't trying to hear that right now. I was so mad, dude. I was shaking. I was so mad. I believe it. And every time that happens, I'm like thinking about it. Like, you know, when you're driving down the road and you're like, I should have said that. I, I start thinking about that before. Like if she comes up to me and says anything, I'm saying this. This is what I'm going with. Like, I'm going to hit oh, her with man. like, why are you talking to me before she hits me with that? I wish that she just at least came up 
and touched one of your symbols. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nuts. It would have been, it would have been dude. If she just, I just cannot handle those overly like privileged, like I'm the owner type of people. And she's just super bossy. She's used to people. She's so used to people like bowing down to her because she's the boss. And I cannot stand when they're the boss of so many people. So then they're the boss of you. Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't care who you are or what job you've got. You, you never have the right to talk to people no, like that. It's all about how you talk to people. Yeah. You don't talk to people like that. I have a, a dude. Phil, I, mean, have, I guess you have the right to talk to people like that, but it's, it's never cool. Do you have five <laughs> more minutes? Five more minutes, Phil. Sure. Okay. Bruh. I, I got to do this. I ain't trying to hear that right now. You just reminded me of another one talking about how you talk to people. Okay. The other day I was playing. This is not my usual Paula Casino soapbox that I was going to do. This is a different one. Oh. I was playing at Paula Casino, subbing in a band, subbing in basically, basically Romeo DePocket's band. Sweet. Okay. If you don't Smooth. know who Romeo DePocket is, go follow him on Instagram. Um, old school brothers, <laughs> all a band full of only brothers. You're not allowed to be anything else but brothers. So I can't sub. I don't think so. Dang it. I'm not in this band, so I don't know, but I don't think, <laughs> I don't think you're allowed, Phil. It's so racist, dude. Can you imagine if there was a white version of this band and this they're like, be. yeah, no, Phil can sub, but you can't. I would be like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? But I don't know if it's that blatant, but it seems like it's that kind of band. These are old school dudes like my dad's age. Okay. Long story short, I'm going to do, this is a quick one. They are the old there. I call these kind of bands like the young blood bands where oh, they yeah. treat me like I'm young blood uh-huh. and I'm 41 years old, dude. Like I'm not a young blood anymore, but they're always trying to teach me lessons and always be like, like, I don't know anything yeah. and they know everything. They've got crucial wisdom that you need. Yes. And they're always willing to give it to me, uh-huh. even though I'm not asking for it. I play their songs. Now, normally they're, it's a, it's a fine line. It can go either way where like you can do one too many fills and they're like, who is this young blood? <laughs> you know? So I keep it like I'm just in the pocket. No real, no real flashy fills, nothing like that. Just simple. Like eighth note, 16th note, maybe a triplet fill. Yeah. That's it. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Keep it right in the pocket. Um, okay. Well, we play a James Brown tune, sex machine. Nice. Um, yeah. I want to get up and do my thing. Can I count it off? Yeah. Can I count it off? Yeah. A one, two, three, four. Dun, 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 dun. Right? Um, we do that whole thing. I'm not the one saying that, Phil. Yeah. The singer is the one saying that. He's also the bass player. Okay. He does the whole thing. Can I count it off? Band's like, yeah. Can I count it off? Yeah. A one, two, three, four. Dun, dun. We do it. And then I start playing at that tempo. Oh, dun, no. Dun, dun, He's dun, mad dun, at you because you're playing the wrong dun, tempo. Dun, dun. Yeah. We finish the song. We play another song, we play another song, and then we, it's break time. As soon as the break time's over, puts down his bass, and he goes, man, sex machine ain't that fast, man. You just, <laughs> you don't got to play it that fast. I know you young bloods just want to play everything fast. You know, this ain't no Jackrabbit S. It just ain't effing that fast. I'm looking at him like, what? <laughs> it just effing ain't that fast, man. You just, it ain't no Jackrabbit stuff. I know you listen to the live one. I know he plays it too fast on the oh live one. God. You got to listen to the original. This is the original stuff, man. You ain't got to play it like that. You guys, all you young guys want to play it so fast, you don't got to play it that fast. 
like, bro, <laughs> calm down a second. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm listening to him and I'm just smiling. Now, the old me would have been like, hold on. And then I would have been on my soapbox. But I've been taught through my, my alternative medicine, my zen freaking centered self. Oh, that's so good. To just look at people and exhale. Exhale in um, like disapproval. Like, like, and let them finish. So they know you're irritated. But not like you don't have to sink to their level and be like, "What do you mean it ain't that effing fast? You're the one who counted." Blah blah blah. So I very calmly go, "Okay, well, you're the one who counted it, though, right?" And dude, that set him off like a blazing oh, no. fire, dude. Really? <laughs> no, 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 youngster. We ain't gonna go there. No, uh, 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 uh. You don't, you know. And I'm like, "You counted it off. <laughs> you counted it off, though, right? You counted it off." And he's like, no, no, no. He keep, he won't let it go. No, 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 no. We ain't going to do that. No, no, no. And I go, okay. And I walked away. In between his middle of his sentence, walked away. Yeah, I don't know what you're supposed to do. He <laughs> counted made. it off. Point made. You counted it off. I ain't going to hear anything other than that. And, I, and so I walked away. And I told uh, the, 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 the band leader came up to me. And he's like, hey, man, don't worry about him, man. He's just, you know, he's old school. And, that's, and, and I said, you know what, man? Cause now I'm like, I'm a professional. I ain't going to deal with that. No. And I said, so I go, you know what? Actually, no, let me stop you there. I said, uh, uh-uh. I said, um, I don't play that. I said, I'm, I'm the one I'm, I'm not in your band. Okay. I said, I'm subbing in your band. I don't know how fast you can. I said, but he's the one who counted off the song. I'm playing it to his tempo. I said, if you want me to count it off, I would have counted it off slower than that. But that's not how the song goes. He counted it off. I was playing to him. And I said, but you know what? Aside from that, I said, there's a way to talk to people. I said, it's, you don't talk to people like that. I said, as soon as you come at me like that, I'm not going to deal with that. I said, I don't, you know, I don't need to play in this stupid band. I'm helping you guys out. And so I, I didn't say stupid, but I was like, I don't, I don't need to be here. You know, I, I'm, I'm here because you guys hired me as a sub. And so I'm doing the best I can, but based off of your tempos, I don't know. If you want it to be the right tempo, then we should be playing to a click. You don't want to do that. This guy, mind you, has the worst reputation for timing. As soon as he starts singing, his timing is out the window, and I'm not exaggerating. It's horrible. Whoa. And so I was like, I was offended. I'm like, I think it's offensive when you come at me and you start cussing at me and telling me just because I'm younger. I said, I have respect for people that is older than me, and I have respect for other musicians. I don't appreciate it when people don't treat me the same way. When you start cussing at me, and he's like, he was cussing? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I just don't tolerate that. I just will not tolerate that. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, I'm going to have to have a talk with him. And so I go, All right, yeah, do what you got to do, man. I'm like, I'm just telling you where I'm coming from. So that was that. So I, that was another situation where I was fully prepared. If he brings it up again, I'm going to put it in his plate, put him in his place, old guy or not. I'm going to be like, bro, you're the one who counted it off. I was playing your tempo. Next time, count it off slower and then we'll play it slower. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. I don't want to hear it anymore. And if he if he wants to get like, no, don't be talking to me like that. Be like, don't be talking to me like that because I will walk off this stupid gig and you guys will lose your gig here without a drummer. I don't have a problem walking off your gig for the last set. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. You know, I'm a sub here. I'm not in your stupid band. So, <laughs> dude, the funny thing is that's just the way they talk. That's just the way they talk because he wasn't even mad. 
The next set, he's like, bro, it's just so nice to play with a drummer that can play. You know, I'm like, I'm so confused, dude. This is like a roller coaster of emotions for me, bro. I can't deal with that. That's so funny. And so that was it. I was just like, all right, man. Like, he's like, man, we just love having you sub for us. You, you're just a, you know, you're a great young drummer. And blah. I'm like, thanks, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I just packed <laughs> my stuff. I'm like, I'm out of here, bro. I'm out. <laughs> That's that. I ain't trying to hear that, that a good right one. now. This ain't no, this ain't no jackrabbit stuff. This ain't no jackrabbit. <laughs> no what jack does rabbit. that mean, dude? What does that mean? You say no jackrabbit s. <laughs> I don't care how effing fast the song is. It's <laughs> too much. Oh my gosh, dude! You gotta love that. It's it is entertaining, but it is like you're walking a tightrope, man. Like it, like I said, it can go either way. Where you're like, you're doing great one minute, one too many drum fills, and you're out. Yeah, it's it's not like it's a crazy great band though. It's a fun. It's it's, it's okay, but yeah, it's funny. Anyways, Funky Phil, we did it. We accomplished it. We did it. It's been episode sixty nine. Gerald Shavelson came on as our guest. We're yeah. gonna have him on. We're gonna just have a bike episode. Yeah. Could you have one of those kid seats that I could sit in? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what we should do. (laughs) 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 Like, oh yeah, like yeah. Or a tandem, or one of those. I might not be able to reach the pedals. (laughs) One of those trailers that you can go in, you know, that the parents put their dogs in or kids in. Yeah, just like who's what's what's the trailer about? And then you're just back there, like, hey guys, hey, what's up? (laughs) Um, Episode sixty nine. We got a lot more catching up to do, dude. We have to do a show next week. Yeah. Um, no more breaks. We're just, we took our break. Vacation's over, Phil. It's time for Drum Brigade podcast. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't say um, but I just said um. Just trying to think if I'm missing anything. Um. <laughs> yeah, anyways, it's Drum Brigade podcast. Thanks to Jared for coming on. Thank you, Funky Phil, producing this mess. Thanks to me for just bringing all the magic in the world. Yeah. Thanks to Cassie B's legs. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell her you said don't, that. Don't tell her that. Dude. Don't tell her that. <laughs> They're going to have a bunch of creeps like trying to DM her. Her boyfriend is a very nice guy, and he's mean, dude. He's a biker. Yeah. <laughs> he wears boots. He wears boots. Can't mess with that guy. <laughs> yeah. Episode 69. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.